But don't forget the wild card factor. You never know who's going to show up. You never know. I might have one left in me. Where would I be if it wasn't for the New Japan fans? <laughs> I'll tell you where I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be right here, right now. 15 years later, with everything I've learned, not just about wrestling, but the Japanese culture, the people, and the work. This has been the greatest experience of my life. And I'll never forget it. It will be with me everywhere I go. Can you show a little more respect next time and call us by our God-given names of Nicholas and Matthew Jackson? You see, we're executive vice presidents around here, and it's time to take this job a little more serious. Somewhere along the way, we, we, did, we did lose our way. It was like the, the culture shifted and, and toxicity creeped into the locker rooms and the perception of the company was just, it was just different. That's all, it was, it was just different, okay? And I think I know why. I think it's because we started to, to lean on yesterday's self-serving, superficial, cancerous superstars. I didn't have the famous dad. My father was blue collar. My father was just a regular guy. He was an electrician, which makes it kind of ironic. I'm more of the American dream than you are. Everything, everything that you spoke about, I literally did. So where you talked, I walked. And what is actually ironic, that makes me more CM Punk than you. I'm happy because of Hard to Kill. I'm happy because TNA's back. And I'm happy because we just saw two of the very best to ever step in any ring anywhere, right here, have the match of my life. And I hope each and every one of yours, TNA, it's back and it's never, ever going away. Top of Wrestling Go Home Show for the Royal Rumble. One of my favorite events of every year. Welcome back. I am the Professor Mark Fantasia. 
Thank you again for listening. As always, on all those social media outlets, I always say, hey, it's a good day. It's a bad day in some ways if you've listened to this show, you know. But, hey, this week we've got news. Really, a very exciting set of news heading into this weekend's big pay-per-view. We also have our Bring It to the Table. We do relive our Monday Night Wars 25 years later with a very unlikely Royal Rumble winner. Uh, A very huge turn, as well as... ODM finally understands the promo I was referencing from Bret Hart about a very specific wrestler, and he puts him over like a motherfucker. And today's top topic will be a fun discussion. Uh, We teased it a little bit last week, and he even sent me a message. He's like, holy shit, I can't wait for this. I'm ready to go. I got a big list. Yeah, even a little professor style. But that's right. Our top topic today will be our movie of the week, and that is favorite and the uh, favorite scary and or horror flicks he's ready i'm ready you're ready we're all ready odm you speak for yourself for that fucking good day shit i'll tell you what i'm tired of everybody's bullshit today tell my fucking kid take the bus to practice so i'm not gonna stop in the middle of a podcast and drop you off dumb motherfucker gets on the bus and comes home gotta bring him out practice anyway i hope patrick mahomes falls down a flight of stairs i hope andy reed lands on top of him i hope travis kelsey shoots a load into taylor swift's throat and permanently ruins her fucking vocal cords i hope she bites his dick off in the process jason kelsey is cool and to any of you assholes out there that are virtue signaling oh it's okay when he does it but maybe Maybe you just hate women because you don't. You can go eat a dick. There's more of that where that came from. Keep your virtual signaling bullshit to yourself. This asshole at work is texting me so much. I might as well do his fucking job as well. Fuck this shit. I need a fucking beer. Hit the music. The only thing out of that, not I, I agreed with absolutely every little bit of that. Um, I, the one thing I gotta say, the thing that has gone pretty viral about tra- uh, Travis Kelsey picking up that girl and uh, holding, she's holding the sign up, and she she's able to see Taylor. I know the girl. I used to work with her at the mall uh, in Greece. She was we used to work at Yankee Candle. We, we all became good friends. Yankee Candle in the suit store I used to work for. Um, yeah, well, fuck her too. Why wait wait for for Jason? <laughs> I'm saying he seemed pretty cool. Drank with the fans, had a good time. He even mm-hmm. you know, hung with the mafia. I got no problem with him. I did hear that he's on his uh, maybe retiring. Yeah, he said a post game. I think a lot of people were thinking that. I called it before that game even ended. So it's funny. But I, listen, I will say when he took his shirt off, the first thing I said was Fitzpatrick did it better. Yep, definitely. <laughs> Here's the thing, man. This is this part of the year uh, during our show that uh, 
We're not going to talk about this anymore. All we'll right, wait man. till hey, we get closer we, to we training camp and the draft. But it worked out so well because this Saturday is the Royal Rumble, as I stated. And forward. look at it. This may be the most excited I've been for a Rumble because it's that unpredictable. I knew last year we both said, yeah, it's probably Rhea's going to win this. And we're like, it's likely Cody. You know what I mean? Especially when he came in at number 30. No face should ever win at 30, by the way, unless you come back from like an yeah. injury and no one knew you were coming. We knew you were going to be at the Rumble. Anyway, uh, but he is not the only likely winner. We got a possible CM Punk. And now we have not a, as a winner necessarily, but we have a possible incoming into WWE and NXT. And I even say NXT because I've even seen some reports that did state that. And I said, no shit, ODM may be right, but we'll find out. Of all people, and it, this wasn't live last week, right? This didn't go live until after we were done recording, right? We haven't even mentioned this. No, we haven't. Kazuchika Okada. No, no, no. we definitely have not. Yeah, Kazuchika Okada is done with New Japan Pro Wrestling after this month. Now, I had said to you, I'm like, well, it sucks because end of the month means 31st. He can't do Rumble, right? Or Kenny? Osprey's I don't know what they're all over the place while he's still in New Japan and taking care of business. I want to say this: if it happens, holy shit! The problem is February 11th is Osaka. That is where uh, United Kingdom and the War Dogs are going to have their huge cage match. I would assume Okada's going to be on the card. He's got to say say goodbye to Osaka one more time. I mean, the amount of Dominion pay-per-views or all the other things that were there. Um, I mean, he's kind of making I think his, his contracts. Yeah, I think his contract's up at the end of January. No, so, I know that's I mean, what I'm saying, but let, oh, 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 okay. That being said, if he had a date to fulfill, I wouldn't see Triple H going far enough to just go, oh, absolutely, yeah, no, God, fill those last dates. But if you show up for the fucking Rumble, we can make that work too. You know what I mean? Being open for business. Yeah, I mean, it all sounds cool. I mean, you know, and that's my thing, just to get into it a little bit. We were talking offline about, you know, I thought NXT would be great because Florida's a major airport hub. I don't know. It's probably better to fly into California from Japan than it is from Florida. But still, uh, you know, he doesn't have to be there all the time. He doesn't have to travel on the road. You know, they're they're always they're, they're pretty static. They record in the same place for NXT. Um, and he could put over a bunch of young talent and have some really good matches. Um, that's a lot of wishful thinking. I, I think all signs are pointing towards him going to AEW, unfortunately. No, don't do it to me. Come on. I don't want it either. I'm just saying. I mean, it's the likely thing. Who is he going to have a match over there with that you're going to be excited about? We've already seen him in Osprey. We've already seen him in Okada. So that's not going to yeah, be uh, exciting to me. So what? Orange of Cassidy? Course. Dude, Matt it doesn't Hardy? matter. Yeah. It's, it, it's just dumb. It's just dumb. I don't. I'm. I don't, I'm I don't giving really my high hopes, it. my highest of hopes, that he is able to still be in the. What a dick! And, and you know what? It's funny. That's good timing because high hopes. 
one of my favorite Panic at the Disco songs. You're a <laughs> okay, first, what I can say is my high hopes is that he's going to make it into WWE, maybe the Rumble. What this guy is laughing at is I got a goddamn haircut, showered before the podcast, I was hunched over taking care of some things, cleaning, and my hair dried a little too much to the point where I have kind of a giant fucking fro. And apparently I look like I belong in Panic at the Disco. As I like to say very often... Go fuck your mother. Look at not only Okada. I'm going to go get a hat. I swear to God. <laughs> not only is Okada going to be done with New Japan, but we did mention that Tamatanga is going to be done now soon too, right? Yep. So, look at. Let's go back to AJ Styles. He came in at number three at the Royal Rumble. And then... Less than a month later, Nakamura was signed and set to be facing Sami Zayn by April. And then the Mm -hmm. Good Brothers showed up on Raw slightly after WrestleMania, a couple weeks right after, when AJ started feuding with uh, Roman Reigns for the title. Which is not a bad feud, by the way. All that being said, Tamatanka said he wants to be in America to be closer to his family. Why can't he also be signing with WWE? His promos are stellar. And I'm saying, I he doesn't have, I mean, he's great, you know, especially when he's all fired up and he has a swearing in there, but he can keep himself pretty uh, subdued, I think, if need be. I think he is someone that would be high on a radar of Triple H. Nothing to do with any lineage of family. The guy is smooth and can talk. That's everything you want. He's a solid package. He would go to waste in AEW. So will Okada if he goes over there, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. I don't care what they're doing. Yeah, but again, here's the thing. Here's the thing with AEW. He'll get whatever he wants. He'll get whatever he wants. He'll get probably get complete creative control. He'll show up when he wants to. He'll wrestle who he wants to. So, I mean, for him, it makes sense for us as fans. We get the shaft because, again, you could put him in fucking WWE. You could have him have a few high-profile uh, main roster matches, and you could have him do a bunch of shit in NXT. Again, that's just my, my take. But even you said AJ, Finn. Now, Finn, and I don't think this is in the notes, his contract is expiring, and apparently WWE has not approached him about a renewal. Hmm. But, but but that was that was kind of a tangent. But anyway, Okada, you got AJ, you got Balor. Fuck, you could have Okada versus Damian Priest would probably be a banger. You could do Punk. You could do Cody. I would, Shit, you could do fucking Reigns. You could do Okada versus Dominic at, his, at the very first pay-per-view that he has, and I mm-hmm. will be excited as shit to watch it. Yep. I'm calling that. You're calling AEW is where it ends up being. Not like where you want it to be. I'm saying what you think is right. going to happen. I'm calling yes. I'm calling WWE. I hope you're right. Well, WWE is getting just a touch better, by the way. Oh, well, backing up, by the just way, I touch. do want to say, so Tamatanga, as I thought would, dropped his never open weight championship at the New Beginning in Nagoya this past weekend to Evil. It started out with a very clean match, kind of, and then it got real dirty real quick. And then guys from, oh, like Hikuleo, ELP, and a couple other guys that are cool with, oh, Shada Umino, who are all cool with Tonga, all sided with him, while 
uh, Evo, he is the leader of the House of Torture. So a bunch of his guys came in. Match gets thrown out by Red Shoes. Tonga grabs the mic and goes, no, 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 it ain't going down like this. And he, go, he kept calling him, uh, you son of a bitch, you son of a bitch. And he goes, let's make this a lumberjack match. They're already out here. Added to the match, and it was really cool because it was real legitimate heat with how everybody was going there. Um, Evil ends up winning. As we said, you know, he would. He's going to drop the title, obviously, to head out. Uh, and so... I, I firmly believe he could go to WWE. If he goes to AEW, I feel like that's a waste, too. Of course it is. Yeah. We'll find out. See what but, happens, man. Well, as I was saying, uh, I was about to say, things are looking pretty up, though, with WWE and how creative looks and how TKO is looking because one of the new board of directors is officially Dwayne Johnson of The Rock. God, I hope he shows up somehow at either Rumble or the next couple, I don't know, whenever. Um, It's funny because I'll skip ahead one part of the notes. Did you see that the Elimination Chamber in Australia, for it to be live for us, is at 5 a.m. Eastern? Oof. Yeah. I just watched the replay and no spoilers, I guess. Oh, 100%, but I'm like, hmm, it's 2 a.m. here in California. I'm like... (laughs) <laughs> I could just go out raging and drinking and just come home in time and start watching. <laughs> uh, Man, we've yeah, seen so, that movie before. Yeah. Well, no, oh, what if? What if he wins this match, dude? <laughs> <laughs> so I was actually looking at the, uh, the, the odds, the betting odds for Rumble. Punk is the, the best odds. I think Cody's the second best odds. And I think The Rock is like third. Or, no, Gunther is third. And I think The Rock is like fifth best odds or something like that. And usually... You can't go wrong with Vegas, so I almost wonder if it is going to be Punk. I almost wonder if it will be The Rock after what we saw Monday night, but we'll get there. Um, Besides that, all right, I got to say, well, fuck it. No, fuck it. Going out of the norm. Let's do it. Okay, here's the deal. You're talking about Rumble, who's going to be there, who won't be. I say let's split this motherfucker open because let's talk about this first and foremost. You said last week, is it kayfabe, is it not? Seth's injury? No, he has a real torn ACL. MCL. MCL, my apologies. Um, And he said, doesn't matter. He's going to rehab 24-7. He's going to defend his title at WrestleMania is what he said on Raw. He said, doesn't matter what he has to do. He will be at WrestleMania to defend that title. Okay. Look it. I'm okay with him not defending the title for two months if he makes, two to three months if he makes it over to uh, April because... I mean, he's been nonstop defending anyway, so it's okay if Mm -hmm. he's away. After what we saw on Monday night with Cody Rhodes and CM Punk, now I don't know who wins the fucking Rumble. I feel like your your last three is going to be Rock, Punk, and and Cody, and I think Cody and Punk, or uh, yeah, Cody and Punk are going to be arguing or something, and it's going to be advantage Dwayne. Yeah. Or same thing, and you just put Gunther in his place. But yes, same you're, you're spot on. So that was the other thing yep. that happened on Raw. So after Seth had everything he had to say, Gunther comes out and says, "Yeah, by the way, everybody calls him Gunther now." After I just got accustomed to saying Gunther, no problem. Uh, he comes out and he said, "Seth, I'm gonna win that, and I am gonna come for you." And he goes, "And if it doesn't matter what's hurting you, he goes, I'm gonna attack every limb." He goes, "Your knee, your back." everything that hurts he goes and i'm gonna expose it and i am gonna take your championship and i go 
well, motherfucker, you had called that, you know, Cody would win it, Gunther would dethrone at WrestleMania. Okay, well, this would be the WrestleMania he would be dethroning him. Well, that picture's not there, but God damn it, what if? Because now I feel like our final four, I did have it as Drew, I believe, right? I said it was going to be Punk, Drew, uh, and Cody in the final three. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think if R- Rock is in, I think your final four are, are Drew, Gunther, Punk, Cody, and if Rock is in there, you're fifth. If Rock is in there, Rock's your final four out is Drew right before that. Agreed. Winner. Now, here's what, oh, by the way, I think if Okada does come into the Rumble, you do him AJ style. You have him come in at three, have him have a nice little showing. When he gets tossed out, we're fine. We never pictured him into the world title scene anyway. It's not going to get the Daniel Bryan boo in 2015 when Wyatt threw him out. Mm-hmm. God. That's one we should go back and watch. One of the worst rumbles of all time. Jesus Christ. Yeah. What do you? What's your scenario, man? How does the rumble end? Man, I'm almost ready to put some money on Gunther. I, I, I think, I think that's a good point. You get Punk and Cody argue. Gunther takes him out. He faces Rollins. He wins the title. Rollins can go heel. Gunther's finally got the world title. An insurmountable heel beating a face. You now can have one of your faces take him. And uh, I think that's that. Rock winning, I, I think it's a lazy way to get to Roman. You can set that up without even trying. All the, all the Rock has to do is show up, and you set up that match. That's easy. You don't need the Rumble to do that. Uh, the great, Like you said, the great thing about the Rumble this year is that there are so many possibilities. I like the idea of Gunther winning, facing Rollins, if Rollins can go. If not... Then you perhaps you do a uh, I know you like tournaments and sometimes it seems it seems lazy, especially the way that t- Tony Khan's been using them. But you can almost do just a one night tournament to see who's going to be the interim champ. And then they get a chance to defend it at WrestleMania against whoever wins the Rumble. I think you can go that route, too. But ultimately, and I'm, I hate to steal your thunder and I hate to move too far ahead if you wanted to talk more. But I texted you this morning after seeing the Rhodes Punk promo mm-hmm. on Raw. Fuck everything else. Give me those two all day, every day, trilogy of matches, fucking year-long feud. That's all I want. So, I was going to say, their first match should be for no title at WrestleMania. Now, look. Yeah. I know Cody just became your cover boy for 2K. And the Mm -hmm. 2K game is all about finishing your story if you watch the commercial. Um, but then it's, it's also hilarious. about your uh, road to WrestleMania and the 40 years of WrestleMania matches. Of, yep, yep, yep. Which is cool. Um, by the way, they do have in the universe mode now, which I thought is great, loser leaves town. You have that stipulation now if you're setting Ooh. that up. And I go, now that's fun. Nice little stipulation. <laughs> Doesn't take right. a little thing to switch one guy to the other. <laughs> so besides that, uh, I was like, they don't need a championship right now. It's just the pride of both of them. And, you know, let's talk about their promo. You know, it's the, I'm more American dream than you. Because he is the common man. He's the guy that did grow up from nothing and had to work his way. His dad was, what do you say, an electrician or something like that? Electrician. And yep. an alcoholic. And Cody was spoon-fed his way right into the, to the business. 
I love the whole pandering to the crowd. Let's just enjoy this for a moment. I like that. That's great. What do you want to talk about? I want to talk about your dad. As soon as the crowd heard that, the oh, <laughs> and I was like, I know he's going on a respect road here, but mm-hmm. I'm curious. If it, it, but everybody in the crowd was like, oh, it's going to get bad. It's funny because I, I don't mean this in a bad way. Look at um, whatever. Yeah, I got family issues, whatever. But every time anybody even says, like, your dad had a shirt once that looked really good on him, Cody will fucking cry a little bit. And he started tearing up a little bit with when he was like, your dad asked me to look after you. And he was like, <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ. You know, like. Hold it, Charlotte Flair. You know, like, she cries all the fucking time. <laughs> Easy, guy. Anyway, the promo was really fucking good about him looking out for him. He goes, I didn't see you as um, the nepotism. I saw you as who you are. And he goes, and I actually felt bad for you about having to carry the burden of that name. I'm like, this is such a goddamn good promo. Like, all the way through. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's, it's flawless. The only issue, were you hearing the sound in the background? Isn't it kind of weird how like the the crowd is just a little extra? It, they they had it they had it mic'd, yes. or they did a really shit job pumping something in in the background. My thing is when they first were in the ring together, it was so electric. I felt like you were getting feedback because yeah. the place was buzzing. Hmm. The place was buzzing. So I was fucking buzzing watching it on my almost- phone. Maybe their mics are almost turned up too much, and that's why you're getting some yeah. arena feedback yeah. there. Uh, it was it was really good. Now, who do I think is going to win the Rumble? Okay. If Rock's there, well, actually, let me ask you this question. Does the Rumble close the show? You want to say yes, but last year it closed with Roman versus Kevin Owens. I think it's going to end with Roman in the four-way. So if that happens, it could be... It's going to and the rocket show up. Rocket show up at the very end, exactly. And I think that it could be Cody or Gunther winning, um, or Cody. Obviously, it'll be one of those three. And I hate to sound so stupid, and be like, "Well, my guess is one of those three. Sound like Bobby Heenan? Oh no, no, no. this is my new guy. This is the guy that's going to yeah, win the right? Rumble. I always love that. Him and Lawler used to do that all the time. Actually, it happens during some. Anyway, yeah. Uh, man, I here's my issue with Raw. Did you watch it? I only saw the promo. So here is the issue. They kept doing by the numbers, right? And they kept being like, the the people who have won back-to-back rumbles are Hulk Hogan, Shawn Michaels, uh, Steve Austin, Austin, and and then it had a question mark, meaning could Cody do it this year? I'm like, that's a weird fucking thing to put in there. You guys never do that. How many people have gone back to back? And like, you know what I mean? Like, it's. I, I think it works just because of the uncertainty. So I, and then I started thinking about that. I go, what if it's Triple H's brain? Because maybe Vince is like, no, no, no we got to force feed him that it's going to be Cody winning this fucking thing this year. Maybe he's like, we got to give the angles that it could be this or this or this or this, which I feel like, you know, when it's Punk coming back 10 years later, almost to the goddamn date of the last Royal Rumble and when he walked out. I think actually the rumble is on the day he walked out or it's the day after he walked out, whatever. It's real close to it. You know what I mean? Like it's right on it. That's his story coming back and and winning it. Cody's redemption after last year, you know, having the, and he had it. You got to think about Cody's story this year. Feud with Nakamura, a feud with uh, 
Brock Lesnar. He had a great fucking year. You know what I mean? And was a tag champ with Jimmy or Jay Uso. Ooh. Still love that video. If I have to pick, I want a surprise. I want Gunther to win it. I I think that's the way to go because everybody's going to think it's Cody or Punk. And then when uh-huh. it happens, you're going to have that shock for a minute where people are like, oh, really? And then you're like, oh, shit, wait a second. This is this motherfucker's time. Yeah. That's where I'm at. So I think Gunther. Gunther Gunther. I know I keep saying going back and forth on it. Well, that that's my plan for that. We'll get we'll get into a little bit Oof. more of the rumble. It's funny that you you know you say the uncertainty of the rumble. The graphics on Raw showed four women for the women's rumble. That's it. And then just all vacant spots in the background. The men's showed five. That's it. It's Nakamura, Lashley, Drew Punk Cody in Gunther Six. Yeah. I was like, well, I haven't seen it funny, look like the... this in so long. And I'm like, <laughs> also, well, is that graphic telling me these are your, one of your winners for sure? It doesn't matter who the fuck is in the background. Probably for the most part, yeah. Fair. The, the, the other thing, the other thing that we're not thinking about that we haven't mentioned just once at all, Lesnar could show up. Oh, please, no! Don't let don't let him have another Rumble win. I mean, he could show up. That's fine. I don't know Maybe. that he'll win. Oh, okay. Oh, if he does, him and Gunther part two. Ooh. Because it happened, was it last year at the Rumble? Uh, or two I, years ago? I think ago? they had a brief. Yeah, they had a brief encounter with each other. It wasn't what we wanted. No, but that's my point. That's why I say yeah. Brock Lesnar and, and Gunther too, like getting face-to-face. I really would like to see him. If Gunther doesn't win, I'll be absolutely fine with him and, and Lesnar for the Intercontinental title at WrestleMania. Right now, I don't know. I haven't been this excited about a Royal Rumble. Like, I mean, like the uncertainty of anything. I'm excited. So fucking I'm. So, I was so. I was so excited. I thought it was this past Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like it? ready to just fucking. I was ready to hunker in. I'm like, fuck. What time's the start? I look. I'm like, ah, oh, it's next week. Fuck. That's really funny. Well, we always get our surprises at the Royal Rumble, and unfortunately, we had to watch one little video package on Raw. Michael Cole goes, and you know, there's a lot to celebrate, and and here's one big thing. And it goes to this video package of 40 years of Hulkamania. And I go, okay, all right, we're we're pushing him, seems all right. And he's like, back then it was everything, yada, 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 all of his, whatever, his shit. And then he goes, and with the Rumble... This Saturday, he goes, I see a lot of guys, you know, a lot of people that I see that are in, uh, they have a little bit of Hulk Hogan in them, you know, saying like certain people or whatever. And he goes, but one thing you never, one one thing about the Rumble is you never know. And it like has a look at him and I go, dear fucking God, look at, I'm never a fan of when they use the legends to come in. I get it. Yeah. Diesel. Awesome pop. Booker, mm-hmm. cool. DDP, seen it. But let me tell you something. All you're doing is telling me this is one less person that is not winning this goddamn thing. I'd rather it be. Right. Like, I used to get so mad when they would throw the bushwhackers in there or something like that. And I'm like, I get it. It's cool, but come on. Like, Taker. I, I, no, Taker's done. He's done wrestling. I don't think he's doing it. Never say never. 
Fuck off. That's what he said. For what reason? What does he need to go to even into the Rumble for? Well, for especially reason? since Vince isn't in control really anymore anyway. Why? You know what allegiance does he have? Yeah, I was just throwing it out there. It, he Ray Mark ain't, ain't coming, coming home. home. <laughs> <laughs> so that being said, uh, I goddamn I lost where I was at on that one. Uh, oh, so Hogan, Hogan could be your possible legend showing up in this thing. And it's funny because my one buddy is going to to WrestleMania. Night one, he, he nice. bought tickets for. And I was like, you're a rock fan. I would have definitely chose night two, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's Spada. I've talked about him many times here. He's like, mm-hmm. I just, he goes, I really wish Hogan would come back and just do one more match at Mania. I go, motherfucker, it ain't happening. I said, last time he showed up at a WrestleMania, he's booed out the motherfucker while standing yeah, next to Titus O'Neil. Yeah, this ain't Toronto. <laughs> yeah, I go, dressed like a pirate. I go, he's getting booed out of there. And and he goes, man, I really want it. And, I, and then I saw that thing last night. I go, God damn it. Oh, my God. I'm like, <laughs> and I go, he's going to get his wish. Hogan's going to be at WrestleMania for some fucking reason. And they're going to go, well, yeah. 40 years of WrestleMania. He's alive. Yay. Hooray. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, you know how a couple months ago we got to, uh, we talked about Nick Hogan getting arrested? Mm-hmm. Well, I may or may not be a very big fan of uh, police channels on YouTube, you know, having them on in the background. Very fun shit to watch. All of a sudden it says Hulk Hogan's son uh, arrested for DUI. And they go, what? Again? But no, it was just the body cam officially being released. Fantastic. Um, so I got to say this. First of all, during this whole thing, the the cop is talking to to Nick. And God damn it. He goes, let me have you step out of the car. He goes, you've been drinking? He goes, no, no, no. And he goes, why do I smell alcohol in your breath? He goes, I was making out with my girlfriend. She was drinking. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Interesting. Yeah, I was like, dude, fine. I look at been there, I guess, if you want to say this and I'll say you don't know what you're going to say in the moment because you're like, fuck, you know, like, I'm kind of scared, you know what I mean? And so now the guy is doing the eye test where it's the pen going back forth, back forth. And he goes, "You have to keep your head still." He goes, "I have a neck problem." He goes, "No, I know, but I'm telling you to keep your neck still so that he goes, I know, but if you go too far with the pen, I can't see with my eyes, so I have to move my neck. That's my neck problem. And I'm like, what? Huh? What? Huh? Yeah, 100%. I go, are you kidding me? That made no sense. Um, and then finally, after he does all of this thing, he did everything but blow. He is in, ca- in cuffs. And then Hogan shows up because the girlfriend that he is with, that Nick is with, called him, I, I assume. This is like 1, 2 in the morning at this point right now. And Hogan was real cool, man. He didn't say anything like, come on, man, could you help him out? Or let me get, you know, you know who I am. He just came over. He goes, so he was drinking, huh? And he goes, he had all signs of impairment, man. He goes, yeah, I could smell the alcohol in his breath. He goes, he, he, did, he, goes, he felt a lot of tests. And Hogan goes, did he blow? He goes, nope. He goes, all right. He goes, let me try and get in touch with my lawyer. And he goes, all right. And he goes, look, at, he's not going to get released till 10 a.m. Hogan goes, oh, I'm, I'm probably just going to go back to sleep. Uh, that made me fucking laugh. I was like, good for you. But this dude was walking over with a cane, a tall walking stick cane that came right saw, below his yeah. chin. And I go, this is the guy that's going to show up at the Rumble possibly, right? Like, this was released mm-hmm. in the morning of watching Raw, by the way, which made me laugh. Um, and then Nick 
his girlfriend was like, you motherfucking pig, you piece of shit. I just start yelling at the cops. I'm like, that's good. That's good shit. Uh, but the best part, this motherfucking Mark Hulk Hogan was wearing a Hollywood Hogan t-shirt. I swear to fucking God. <laughs> He's a mark for himself. That's at, for damn sure. At least I don't wear professor shirts. You know what I mean? That just says me or has my face on it all the time. I might. I might start that. I don't know. So that was fun to watch. Uh, but did you happen to hear where Raw is going to be in 2025? I did. I uh, hope all you marks out there have a Netflix subscription. Shout out to my mother-in-law. It. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Kayfabe, pal. Which is interesting because it's going to be live. They don't do many live things. Only one thing I've ever seen live on Netflix was Chris Rock's outrage special, the one that hmm. he finally spoke out about getting slapped by Will Smith. So, yeah, they'll be moving over to there. Uh, the first TNA Impact show was this past Thursday. Okay, they were not fucking around. Nick Nemeth showed up, and he, he said, he's like, yeah, I want to be a champion, but I'm working my way up. And his first match is against someone I've never even heard of. And I'm like, cool. I'm down with that. Like, <laughs> No, I mean that in a good way. Like, I'm down yeah. with it. Like, go work the system. Do what you have to do. You're also running Japan stuff, too. So you, that's what you want to do. Don't go high level both places. But Impact was, and I it's fun to say Impact, funny to say Impact, because that was the name of the company, but that's also the name of the TV show. And it's always been TNA Impact. So that's what it's going to be. But anyway, so on Impact... It was main evented with Josh Alexander versus Will Ospreay 2. They met back in, I believe, like November of uh, last year on Impact Impact. But now on TNA Impact, I am not even going to spoil this for anybody. I want you to go watch the match. It's on YouTube, extremely easy to find. Very fucking good 30-minute banger between the both of them. Hard hitting. After it's over... As you heard in the very beginning of our show, Scott D'Amore, your president of TNA, comes out and put on a very, very long promo, um, you know, talking about what it meant to watch wrestling by his dying, I believe, uncle's bedside and what it meant to him and what TNA means to him. Um, But the gist of and what you heard in the beginning is he's like, TNA is never going away again. And I'm like, oh, shit. And then they played Cross the Line. The song, the theme that used to be TNA's <clears throat> TV show, their Impact TV show, that was their long, that was their theme for the longest fucking time. Playing that was a mark of like we're here, and oh man, we're gonna have to start making a spot in the document to start maybe covering a little bit of TNA. It's looking that good. They just got to get on a network where everybody can watch them. I do got to throw that out to them. Yeah, accessibility is yeah. definitely a big problem. Um, you know, we did talk about the uh, the 2K cover for Cody, but the second version, if you want the deluxe edition, has two females on it. It's the first time it's headlined by two females because it did have two on it before, like Roman and Becky. Um, but this is going to be headlined with Bianca and Rhea Ripley. Props to them. Very cool. Mm-hmm. The game looks good already. I'm, I'm in. Uh, oh, I can't wait. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be a rabbit hole. It's going to be a rabbit hole because I know you play the uh, 
the online one where it's uh, you're basically a GM. Like there's not actually wrestling yep. game gameplay, right? You're just booking everything. Uh, I think the nice thing is they they've really uh, made this game, uh, the 2K games, a little bit more robust. I feel like you're going to get a lot of that opportunity to do a lot of booking, creating your own rosters, your own feuds, uh, and actually play the matches too, or just let the computer sim them and just watch it. Um, so I can't wait when I when I get this game, it's going to be a fucking rabbit hole. You didn't get 23, right? No, I so, held out hope because of AEW, and now I ain't even going to fucking bother with that nonsense. Okay, well, first of all, that just became a really nice Frisbee for me. That game blows up. Yeah, game. right? But the like, I brought it back to GameStop, and they're like, we'll pay you to not, ta- to not give it to us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, uh, I got 2K23 when I got the, the PS4. Their universe mode? Jesus Christ, by far the best it's been in a long time and what you do is if you manage it just right where if you have your stables right and who your allies and enemies are i Mm. have people jumping each other at the right time and they're facing like like if i if the title feud is supposed to be kevin owens and cody rhodes it's owens costing him the the match and he'll run in or it'll be owens stable mates or whatever like it's actually done well that was so good it makes me go I'd usually I'll go every other year with buying the game. Mm. I am gonna have gonna I'm gonna have to buy 24. It looks good. I wonder if Punk will be in there. Yeah, I mean the nice thing again with that is they've got a really good creator wrestler uh, community out there. So oh, totally. even if it's not, you can probably find somebody uh, that that builds it out and just download it. Uh, dude, on my 2K23, I have CM Punk's uh, WWE Holiday Tour 2K23 versus Dom version of him. I was able to download that. That's how recent you can make them look. <laughs> um, the only one good thing uh, I could say about AEW at all, really, at best, they are bringing back the ranking system. Some say, apparently, it was CM Punk's idea to get rid of it. I saw that, yeah. Well, I mean, especially the way it was being used. Can you blame them? It wasn't being used. It was something they could flash a graphic up or you could go to their website and look at, but it didn't mean dick. FTR was your number one contenders for like two straight months there as as your number one team, and they weren't getting title N- shots. Never got a title shot. Nah, yep. it, it, you know what it all died to me was when Moxley defeated Kenny Omega in the unsanctioned or lights out match that they had that went fucking crazy at full gear that one year, right? And he goes, what's that rank me now? Number one, number two, one. This is what it fucking means. And he flicks off the camera and I go, and there goes the ranking system. (laughs) I believe we said it on the show. That being said, uh, yeah, I don't really care that it's back unless you're going to utilize it the right way. But eh, you're still going to put the titles right on your Undisputed Kingdom era. So it's (laughs) meh. Remember Killian Dane? I do. Uh, married to Nikki Cross. Yes. Yep. And he was at Impact, where he joined in and made a save with old stablemate EY, Eric Young. I'm all for that. Where's oh, yeah. a wolf? You know uh, I mean? Right? For real. <laughs> Where's he at? I'm like, if everybody's making their companies big, I really, really believe DeMori is Remember sanity? to make this. Sanity is fantastic. They were so good. They were so good. They headlined one of the war games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was so good. I loved it. 
I poor Eric Young has always just got the shaft. You know what I mean? Like, and it's not right. his fault. And it, and he's not exactly the biggest stature, but he's made do with what he can. I'll never forget mm-hmm. after Daniel Bryan's beard movement went big and he won the world title. Two months later, so did uh, Eric Young on Impact. He won the world championship. I was like, good try, uh, Dixie Carter. But, mm, wasn't as good. He just <laughs> yeah, a little too late. Yeah. So yeah, he's uh, he's back in TNA, but at the same time, one comes, one goes. Trinity said her goodbyes. I would say likely we'll see her Saturday. Definitely. And, you know, who? I believe who else did I say was my – it was going to be her. I didn't think it's A.J. Lee. Uh, Jade Cargill. <laughs> I believe it's Trinity and Jade yes, Cargill yes, will yes, be yes, our yes. two big ones. Besides, if possible, Hulk Hogan <laughs> and or Rock. Any other surprises? Anybody that's out hurt? Doesn't have to be a winner, but anybody that you think would be a comeback? No, I, I don't think you're going to get many surprises in the men's rumble. Uh, there's enough going on. Lesnar, I think, is going to be your biggest quote-unquote return, which is not really a return. It's, you know, a resurfacing. So, But, hey, I think beyond that, I don't think you're going to get many surprises in the men's rumble. I would start it off if Lesnar's in it. Man, have, like, no- Drew come out number one, right? Lesnar number two. Make it just be so fucking huge. You know what I mean? Like, people will mm-hmm. lose their mind. And it's funny because I, I've seen this recently. Number one is number, or number two is number one. When they're always like, only this many people have won from number uh, one. Yeah, but a lot of people right. have won from number two, two and did the same fucking thing. Anyway, or mm-hmm. not a lot, but either way. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anybody other than possibly, besides that Hogan bullshit, which I hope was just a fun swerve to fuck with everybody, I really think Okada and Rock. Yeah, Rock. Okay, Rock. I didn't think about. Yeah, yeah, Rock's definitely the, the biggest possibility. Again, man, I know I talked about it, and I said the what if, and I hope, I hope, I hope. All I want to hear is the buzzer go off, and I want to hear that coin flip. That is all I want. I could you imagine? Could you imagine? Can you imagine a moment in a match? And I'll just fucking I'll expand it. We're in the ring. You have Kazuchika Okada. Brock Lesnar, CM Punk, Cody Rhodes, <laughs> The Rock. That's what I'm saying, dude. One thing I could tell you, you won't. Oh, and you know, I back in 2014 and 15, Okada and Styles had banger of matches. We can mm-hmm. dial that back right away. Um, oh, shit. I had somewhere I was just about to have with that, and I can't remember. Doesn't matter. Either way. I think anybody who is in this Rumble, it's just going to be fantastic. I'm excited about it. Me too. Dark Side of the Ring. We did talk about it last week. The Season 5 is going to be coming back. And they made the entire list of who the episodes are about. I'm at like a 70-30 split. 30% I feel like I am I like. 70 you're going to have to try and win me over. And yeah. those topics are Kurt Angle, which to me I'm like, unless you're going to... I mean... WWE just did a doc, and he was pretty, pretty decent about uh, how open he was, you know, for his uh, his addictions and shit. But maybe it'll get even worse, uh, or like it'll go in in depth even worse. I don't know. Um, the Sandman, which okay, your local garbage man turns alcoholic wrestler. Unless he's got a story, I don't know. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like we have True. learned some shit. Buff Bagwell, which you know. 
poor dude was he really did have a bad neck problem um post everything with wrestling and then got into a lot of issues uh, pills did do that one sex show that was on showtime i mean he's got a story he was a pimp he was a pimp before he joined wcw oh my god that's right he was jesus christ um brutus the fucking barber beefcake what is the story Hulk Hogan then went to here, so Brutus went. Hulk Hogan then turned heel, so Brutus turned heel. Hulk Hogan turned face, back to red and yellow Brutus. I mean, really, what are we getting? Or are we going to go over the fact that he had 27 fucking names? Yeah, I was just going to say Booty Man, Zodiac. Uh, the man with no name. Yeah, uh, that was a real fucking uh, part of him. Disciple. Yep. Disciple. Yep. Uh, just it's just called the episode Hogan's friend. Maybe they just <laughs> want to show that big titted wife of his that was uh, when he was on the other episode. Oh my god! Ah oh, shit! Who's uh, remember that? Was it? New yeah, Jax? I don't remember whose that was. No, 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 no. It was from the last season. Someone that she was um, like, oh, I would have fucked up. Oh, I would have fucked Marty Janetti. Yeah, that's who. Oh, that was a good one. I'm yeah, not just not saying that, that I would one. do this, but let's just say hypothetically that I shot this guy. And then stuck my dick in his mouth, and then I ran away. You know, just let's just say hypothetically. That's a little Dennis Reynolds from Sunny. Eh, you know, they're passing yeah. on. I, I stick my dick in his mouth. You know, it's a prank. <laughs> anyway, um, Chris Adams, which is the guy that trained Stone Cold Steve Austin, has he done anything else? Who is Chris Adams? Are we talking? Wrestler Chris Adams or like uh, just a different Chris Adams altogether. I yeah, I, I honestly I am gonna I gotta plead the fifth on this one or Same. ignorance because I don't I have no fucking clue. So I mean you know I guess I'm intrigued just to see what the story is. We'll see if it pays off or not. The one I'm most excited about. This is like when the plane ride from hell came out, and I'm like, that's the episode I am wanting to see. Is this one right here? It is vince's 1984 stage hostile takeover of georgia championship wrestling where they took over the time slot in tbs so anybody who was like ready to watch what was what gcw or yeah gcw at the time all of a sudden here is vince in wwf hello everybody don't adjust your channels dude did a hostile takeover he did a stage timing one it's like when Walter had everybody mm-hmm. killed in two minutes in the, the jail. Let me go a little more in depth about that. Anyway, let's get into some of the moments about last week. Look at man, I, I, I learned my lesson. Yeah, nice. Yeah, sometimes. I hope so. Uh, did you see that they're having such a tough time with editing, you know, over the booze of Chris Jericho that they actually just decided to relegate him over to Rampage where he fought in a pre-recorded match against Mass Idol. I love it. I think it's fantastic. I hope it, tr- I hope it keeps trending in that direction. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I think I've talked about this before. Motherfucker owns two different companies, AEW and Ring of Honor, whatever you want to call it, whatever's left of that, that garbage bag. But one is trios championships. The other one is six-man championships. We can't even decide on things. That's a, that's easy. That's easy. That's super easy. You know why? Ring of Honor had uh, th- six-man tag titles, right? They already had it. It was established. And the Bucks wanted trios titles. That's it. <clears throat> well, not only, <clears throat> not only did Jay White 
and the guns defeat Brian Cage and the Gates of Agony for the Ring of Honor six-man championships. They turned heel and scissored with the acclaimed, who are your trios championship, or championship holders of AEW. You just ruined the only last heel you had in the company. Joe is a tweener heel. I mean, all of us love him so much. We're like, yeah, it's fine. I mean, I, I hear the word you're saying. It's cool. It sounds vicious. It's nice. It's cool. But yeah, I like it. <laughs> With Jay, at least he got under the right people's skin and he could be a heel. Well, Swerve is still a good heel, but they're ruining Jay White. He's he's dog shit. Yeah. Um, Has... Jay or is Shane Strickland or Swerve always had dark makeup in his eyes, or is that just a new thing he's beginning? Looks like he's wearing makeup on his eyes. Can't say I've ever noticed it. Oh, yeah. Very interesting. Uh, the Young Bucks did a <laughs> sit-down interview, and it was the total opposite of Cody and Punk. You know, Cody and Punk they didn't even mention not even the other place or the other company, or they didn't even say working anywhere he just said to him you took 10 years off that's all he said cody said nothing to the terms of even going anywhere he just said that he took the ball and ran you know being more american dream and then that's where he said i'm more cm punk than you you know by doing the the actual takeover the way it needed to be done which was fucking just all of it was gold but they didn't need to mention AEW. they did a fantastic job told you yep the Young Bucks, well, you have told me. You said they're going to do the, I left because they couldn't handle me, blah, 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 blah. Well, no, I'm just saying I've always said, you know, number one doesn't have to talk about number two, right? Yeah, you I just gave to. you the jerk-off motion, too. Anyway. I, I saw. Yeah, I, I want to make sure it. everybody else saw it. Um, but the Bucks do a sit-down interview with Rene Paquette, and basically it is a fucking promo about CM Punk. I don't give a shit what you say. He's like the cancerous problem and yada, yada, yada. And now we would like to be known as our real names, which is Jeffrey and Matthew. Okay. It's fine. You're still twat. You're twat bucks. I don't care. It's, and now they're, now we got to take out Sting because we were bringing this company back to what it used to be. I don't think it'll ever happen. It's funny. No, I read it, I, no, they, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, they look like Ned Flanders' kids grew up and were actually able to grow facial hair. They were Christian boys at one point. Mm -hmm. It's funny because I did read an interview where Mark Quinn of the private bath party, whatever the fuck they are, they said, <laughs> they uh, he goes, I could have died after this one match and been happy. It was the second episode of Dynamite. Where it was I remember box. that. It was a good match. It, it really was. was. But what the fuck does that tell you? The last time you felt like you could die happy was 2019. Mm -hmm. That's your career. Bucks are fine. Don't worry. They've had tag titles, trios, championships, all that shit. They're fine. They're fine. Um, And Adam Copeland has been doing these uh, open uh, challenges on Collision. And it was, like, answered by, like, fucking Preston Vance and, like, Leo Mor Moriarty and shit like that. Or Lee Moriarty. I don't give a fuck his name. But it's that bad. But it said that tonight he is going to be facing, on Dynamite, Monaro Suzuki. Don't care. Don't care. Why is that? That's weird, man. I should be liking Adam Copeland. But then I see and videos of him doing the Daniel Garcia dance and pandering like a fucking oh, yeah. idiot. 
Yeah, this is why Okada is going to sign with AEW because he can do whatever the fuck he wants, just like Adam Copeland is doing whatever the fuck he wants. I want to wrestle you these young guys. I've always wanted to wrestle Suzuki. You don't think CM Punk's doing what he wants right now? To a degree? Yeah, but he's a grown-ass man, and he went one way, and Copeland was coming the other way. I mean, it just happened to be where they were at that time, and, and that's that. You don't think Triple H would treat Okada as a grown-ass man? We keep going back to this fucking conversation. Triple H as a businessman would not give Okada anything that he wanted. He would probably give him 90% of what he wanted, maybe even 95%, but he wouldn't give him everything that he no, wanted. No, not everything. Tony Khan I mean, will. No, no, every, everything is a, no one has full fucking. Tony Khan, Tony Khan will. Tony Khan will do anything Okada wants, anything. He'll suck his dick if he wants. He'd probably be happy to. You know, I go over 50 Is there cocaine in there? <laughs> I didn't hear what you said. I was too busy making my own. I, anyway. That's fine. Yeah, we're going to move on. But yeah, I don't Next care that it's, that it's Copeland and Suzuki. Meh. Now. Yep. It is official. Butch is dead. Pete Dunn is back, baby. And I called that oh, shit God. all the way down the line from Tyler Bate all the way to Pete Dunn. I'm goddamn happy with myself for that one. It's cool. And it's funny because, who is it, uh, Wade Barrett? Is that, no. Who's on uh, SmackDown as your commentators? I don't even fucking know. Well, he actually just got let go, I think. That's The true. British dude. Yeah. And that's who it was. He was like, uh, the man known as Butch, he shedded uh, Butch off, and he's back to being Pete Dunne and going back to his vicious side, and he is a bruiser weight. That's fine. Whatever. You know, I liked it. They beat pretty Move deadly. Past it. And onward and upward. You know what I'd like to see? them be just I don't give a fuck I don't want them to be tag champions they don't have to be make them contenders if these are tag titles that are supposed to be contended everywhere I don't remember last time seeing Judgment Day defending over on Smackdown I will say that right now it's been very heavily about the women's division over there and anything Roman Reigns bloodline like but I would like to see the titles move around a little bit more maybe because with what happened on Raw it's announced that DIY is facing uh, Priest and Baylor for the tag titles this coming Monday. I can see DIY traveling back and forth. They'd be like, no, we'll move around. We'll, we'll travel and uh, defend everywhere. Now you have a good match between them and Bruiserweight and Tyler Bate. Tyler, Tyler Bate. Yeah, la, la, la. Anyway, but also on SmackDown, it was Orton's night. Had a moment where Solo was just about to give him the thumb spike Gives him the RKO. Roman comes in, beats the living piss out of Orton. And just as he's ready to deliver a spear, or no, it was the, uh, I believe it may have been the Superman punch. Nope, nope, just a spear. No, it was was a spear. 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 Yeah, because he had already hit a Superman punch. That's right, yep. Uh, Popped up and got him just in time with the RKO that I wasn't expecting. I thought they were going to close another night with Roman just spearing him. When he hit it, I go, oh, that was a good one. Which makes you go, okay, maybe they will close the Rumble. I do think the Rumble match is a little bit bigger than that four-way because I think everybody is goddamn certain Roman's not losing that match. Agreed. But we also were pretty certain he wasn't going to lose to Kevin Owens, but whatever. I'll tell you what, if, if, yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. I feel like if Roman goes on last, Rock shows up there. Absolutely. Makes the most sense. That would be the only reason to put that match last. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, in WWE, they'll probably put uh, the men's match first, 
women's match somewhere in the middle and then close with uh wait didn't they do that last year probably oh my god that's exactly what they did last year the women's was second Women's went second, men's was the first last year. I forgot about that because I had everybody draw at the house where we all did the, I did the sound where Lil John and everybody hung out and shit. And my sister-in-law had never watched wrestling a day in her life, won all the fucking money. (sighs) Yeah, I'm never doing that game again. On Raw, (laughs) dude, it was episode 1600, which is kind of, kind of big. You know, obviously we already talked about Rollins and everything with that, but it went directly into where the New Day, because the Imperium came out with Gunther. New Day came right in. They were ready for their match, and it started going. They brawled all over the place to the point where double count out. And I was like, are they going to move this to the pay-per-view? I'd be absolutely fine with it. That's how good the heat is going. The crowd was jacked for this. They were going all over the place, and I've never seen New Day look as vicious. And they have a promo in the back, and Kofi goes, everybody, you can laugh, you know, yeah, because we do the bootios, and we pancakes, and this and that, blah, blah, You all are taking us for granted. And he goes, he goes, we're not that many tag team times, or whatever it is, I can't remember, nine time, whatever it is. Uh, yeah. For no reason, uh, him and Xavier cut a pretty angry, vicious type promo. Some I'd never seen them do, or at least haven't seen them do in a long time. And then Kofi says he's going after Gunther's title on uh, Monday next week. Which... Let's just say, that dude wins the Rumble. That makes that match even more interesting on Monday. You never know. Right. Um, yeah, because, I mean, you basically expect it at that point. Yeah. Uh, Rhea and Damien were arguing backstage, and you know, and she's like, I don't know why you have to feel like you got to go after Drew. And he's like, I don't know why you feel like you got to go to the GM's office every other minute. And I was like, oh, shit. And it's funny because Finn was, like, laughing at some of this, and she got in his face. She's like, what are you laughing at? She's like, I haven't seen you act like a vicious dude in quite some time. And he goes, I'll show you vicious. And he's in the corner of Dom, who beat the Miz. Now, before that, it showed. It said earlier tonight, R-Truth was backstage with Miz. And R-Truth goes, and just know this, man, don't tag in. And winks at him. Which is what Damien said to him last week, so he thought it would just be great <laughs> advice to toss over to fucking Miz. I don't know why. And he goes, first, it's a one-on-one match. And he goes, but you got to worry about Tom and Nick, man. And he goes, it's the same person, Dominic. Let me ask you a question. Did you take it as Dominic, Tom and Nick? Or did you just think there's just two different people, Tom and Nick, and that's just, and he thought Tom was Dom, and then Nick was just another old, uh, fucking person? Correct, because instead of because he misheard or he's just that dense where instead of hearing Dominic, he heard Tom and Nick, and he knows Dirty Tom. I was but he's I never was with seen the Nick. latter. I I that's why I always I just thought Tom was Dom and he just had it wrong. In Nick, I just wasn't thinking about Tom and Nick and Dominic as the same oh, name. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Okay, I never took right. it as that because the dude fucking thought about Little Jimmy at one point. The guy was, you know what I mean? Like he has, he's, he was scared of spiders, and that's why he couldn't be in a ladder match. The dude was all over the fucking place, so that's why I thought it was just him thinking there was extra members of Judgment Day. Little John sent me a picture. Apparently, you can buy a Tom and Nick Mysterio shirt on WWE.com. I saw that, and it has Ray, or it has our truth in it. It says the three amigos. In the middle. I may have to get that. He sent that to me. Shout out, Little John. That's good, man. Good shit. Even, even my kid, my younger kid, who doesn't really watch wrestling anymore, he'll ask me about shit every once in a while, sent me the gif of our truth from last week 
where he's like, hey, man, it really hurt. You're not supposed to be hitting me. And then he does the wink. <laughs> I did see that one where they're eating in like a mall or like an airport lounge setup or whatever. He he's like two tables behind. Backup. Good for him. <laughs> so with that whole thing with him, Damian Priest, he's prepping to fight Drew McIntyre for later in the night. And Priest is in the middle of his uh, promo. All of a sudden, Truth comes up. Hey, DP, here's your cut. And he goes, it is not the time. Oh, later, right? Okay. So I was like, as soon as he said that, I go, fuck, I know when he's going to do this, and god damn it. Um, in, in the main event, that's when Truth decides to come out and give Damien his cut directly in the middle of this fucking match. And he shoves him off to the side and he goes, oh, you want it in the briefcase. All right, I got it. And I go, oh, my God. Now my head is spinning. I go, when he opens this up. Is, he gonna, is there no contract or something like that? Because that's something we talked about before, right? Maybe Priest was going to take it or some shit or JD, whatever. What's the code? I, I don't know the, the code. What is it? To the point where he goes and stands on the fucking ring apron and up on the uh, ropes and asks Damien what's the code of the thing to distract him enough, takes a road kick, and then Drew, Drew McIntyre wins. God damn it. Our truth <laughs> Good shit. National treasure. Oh, absolutely. Again, I look forward to every, the only one thing I want. Okay, you've probably seen the Chris Van Pelt interview where uh, Zach Ryder slash uh, Macardona said he goes, "When I got to be in the WrestleMania 32 match, it was all because that when Pack broke his ankle, right? When he did that slide under Jericho, yep. that whole fucking thing. He's he said one of the biggest things that Road Dog said that worked for him." I've always wanted to hear my music play at WrestleMania, right? And he goes, and he's like, okay, that's cool. It was one of the big reasons to put him in that ladder match, let alone win the fucking thing. But yeah, I know. The we've never had a singles R Truth match at WrestleMania. That will be over as fuck. It doesn't matter who you put him against. You could bring back the Brooklyn Brawler for fuck's sake, and it's still going to be one of the most. It'll be as good as Sami Zayn and Johnny Knoxville, where you're like. I didn't anticipate it to be great, but God damn it, almost stole the fucking weekend for WrestleMania 38. Or yeah, Cesaro versus Rollins. Exactly my point. So put our truth in a singles match. Don't do tag. He's done tag. He's been a part of other stuff there before. Give him one. Just give him one. He's earning it right now. He's the most over fucking person naturally with people that you're not shoving mm-hmm. down someone's throat. Like he's, it's just stupid little skits that he's doing. The video a couple of weeks ago. You know, with Doctor held me in his arms, and then him reenacting everything. God damn it! Like it's just these little things. Um, damn right. Chad Gable took on Ivar, and how he lost was crazy. He went to go do a moonsault, and Valhalla just gets up on the ring apron, looks up, and him just, just screams in his face. Ah! I, all I wanted Gable to do was go, like, scream back or be like, "That didn't work," but it did enough to fucking have Ivar come what over. What's your problem? Yeah, what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you? Um, but, dude, no one can do a great deadlift German suplex like Chad Gable. He's the only one who lands on his head. He lands on the top of his head every fucking time. I saw a short or reel from WWE, and it started with Punk, and they're like, what's an underrated move? And Punk said the GTS, but, you know, people were saying, like, headlock. I saw this. You yep. know, suplex and shit like that. 
And fucking Chad Gable goes a bridge. Nobody can fucking bridge on their neck anymore. And they show Gable fucking deadlifting, going right into a German and bridging on Mr. Mr. Perfect, Kurt Hennig. Yep. I mean, he's the, he's the fucking... I mean, how many wrestlers have you heard? They just do bridges. on. They used to fucking do bridges on their neck. I don't even think Angle used to do them on his head as much. Uh, he, I heard uh, Angle talking I, about doing a lot of bridges. Uh, yeah. I mean, at least for warm-ups. I mean, maybe not as much in matches, but I mean, at least for, like, exercises and stuff. So. Gotcha. But, yeah, yeah. No, but, yeah, he's the fucking man. He's strong as fuck. I love watching Chad Gable matches. Like, And mm-hmm. as soon as I saw it was them, normal normally people would probably be like, yeah, but against Ivar, the Viking Raider. Look at his other dudes out. This is He's on a solo run right now that's actually pretty decent. Yeah. He's got his wife with him. It's believable. Go look at their wedding photos. They were pretty much dressed with what they walked to the ring like. Minus pretty the much. makeup. Yeah. <laughs> um, the women's part of... Uh, they did have a couple of tag matches and shit, but the women's part where Nia Jax comes out, I'm going to win the Rumble. Becky comes out saying she's going to win the Rumble. But it's funny how she goes, uh, the whole locker room doesn't respect you and you injured half of them. I was like, ooh, shit. That's true. Uh, Bailey true. comes out, which... Oh, blah, 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 blah. It was great mm-hmm. because these little mm-hmm. kids were saying something while she was doing the promo while walking up to the ring. She just turns and goes, shut up! And the one little kid turned and looked back at his dad like, did you see that? <laughs> I thought it was great. It was awesome. Um, but she ends up eating a leg drop from Nia Jax, so she'll probably not be able to be- compete in the Rumble now because she's probably injured. <sighs> um, Cody and Punk, we talked about that. Yeah, oh, hey, shit, look at that. We went through everything with uh, Raw. How about that? Man, we actually went through things pretty decently. Look, at we already talked about who's going to win the, the men's Rumble. We do know that Roman Reigns... Retaining, right? Oh, right. 100%. U.S. Championship, Logan Paul versus Kevin Owens. I think Paul retains. It's his first actual defense. Yeah, yeah, and Owens has barely been on TV. I mean, I knew they took a vacation anyway, but uh, him and Sammy did. Uh, yeah, I, I just don't see him taking the title off Logan Paul. It's a secondary title. doesn't really mean shit. doesn't need to be featured on TV that much, so I guess I mean, you can just Owens- keep it on Logan Paul for now. Owens has been on TV pretty decently. He did punch Logan Paul in the face after a the holidays. Weeks ago. Yeah. And then last yeah. week, uh, or this past Friday, had a real good uh, promo with him, which was great. He said, You're not one of the boys. You know, you may have that championship, but you're not one of the boys. And I'm like, That's a stinger. Yeah. That's a good little line that, like, just, I like that. It was these little things. Again, Fuck it's yeah. the little things. I uh, Women's Rumble. I'm still keeping my thing, man. I think Bailey. Yeah, I, I ain't mad at it. Uh, again, much like Okada signing with AEW, I don't want it. I still think it's going to be Jax. Okay. We'll it find was one out. of Vince's last hires, yep. But they're pushing way too hard with uh, Becky as well right now. She's too pushed at the same good, time. Good misdirection. There's no way Nia's big ass and Jax or and uh, Becky are going to be able to pull off the 1994 Lex Luger Bret Hart thing. There's no way they're timing that drop. No. So, I think they both get eliminated and Bailey wins. And again, she's going to go after her own damage control partner somehow. They'll turn on her. It'll happen. We'll see. It'll happen. It's a tale as old as time. Let's bring it to the table. <laughs> Just bring it, bitch! 
this week's edition of Bring It to the Table. Did you know? Did you know? That Moose, your reigning, defending TNA Impact World Champion, did you know that he was a Syracuse Orangeman in 2005? I did. I did not know that he played football for the Orangeman, man. I seriously had no clue. <laughs> oh, you're a fucking... <laughs> I quit. That's I cool. didn't know until uh, my brother-in-law, and actually, you know, shout out, and little John knows him, Brian, he uh, he sent me a message. He's like, did you know this guy won the world championship? And I go, who is this guy? And I zoom in, I go, holy shit, Moose had a big fro. Didn't recognize him at all, man, and didn't have his name. His name is not exactly Moose, if you didn't know that. Okay, right. Okay. <laughs> Thought it was very cool. Okay. But you ruined that for me. Thanks, man. That's <laughs> what I'm here for. Yeah, I can't wait to ruin yours. What's up? <laughs> hey, you know, just uh, another Cornette reference. I don't think I've gotten one in yet. <laughs> no, Talking about. Or late. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, it's late. Yeah. Um. Just talking about AEW just being a bunch of people going out and doing moves and their fans being fine with that. They just want to see fucking video games. They want to see these guys go out there, do a bunch of moves, pop for it, and give it six stars on Cage Match. Oh, man, you got to have promos. You got to... Oh, I'm sorry, I was trying to ruin it, but wait, you ruined my thing. <laughs> I know. I'm going to and, and the way Cornette broke it down, he's like, you know, WWE is like, you're going to have these two guys who look like fucking stars and who are stars are going to go out there. They're going to talk about who they are, what they want, what they plan to do. And then eventually you'll probably get to see them do it. And I've noticed watching the Monday Night Wars, a lot of times the matches, unless they're two wrestlers that I really like or I know it's a good match, I skip through the matches just to make sure there's nothing happens to further the angle in between. But the promos I watch. And we got to specify when we story. say skip through, we don't mean we skip all the way to the end. You're skipping like 10, 15, 30 seconds. Nothing. Good. Another 30. Okay, good. That's how yes. I skim through them because I'm like. Just to make sure that you're not missing yeah. a run in or yeah. something like that. I don't want to watch every fucking boring hold that Duncan Jr. or whatever the fuck his name is doing on yeah. uh, Nitro. But yeah, same L Dandy. Yeah. <laughs> Such a good wrestler. <laughs> but yes. I agree. You need to have the promos in there to build up the feud. I did like the... Look, it was an alternative. They made AEW a sport with the rankings in the beginning. On paper, looked good. They also had it right where they're just like, look at in two weeks we're doing Kenny Omega versus Pac 2. Oh, shit. Oh, man, I'm in for that. All right. No promos. All right, cool. Let's just lead right into the match. I kind of like this. It's fresh, right? But then, where's thin when everybody has wrestled each other? There's no specialness to it anymore. And they all do the same match every fucking same time. Hangman Page, you can watch any of his matches. You get the gist of it. Oh, They're you mean all Hangman, the fucking same. Hangman uh, Magnum TA? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so glad you said that. Yeah. <laughs> The fuck is he doing? So I saw somebody do a side by side, and they said the, the caption said, "The transformation is almost complete." <laughs> it looks just like Magnum TA now. Well, nowhere near is job. over, but complete the job. Do the accident. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Let's go to the wars. Fuck. Monday Night Wars. Mark is. T- 
You know, I've, I've been sizing up guys since I came to WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned a title shot, L. Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler. You're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam-up guy. Whoa. I don't see any Whoa. reason. Wait a minute. L. Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here. Please. He's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler, but, my goodness sakes, they're 50 pounds Who are you to, to, to doubt L. Dandy? Because this guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious how about contenders. The, how about hypnosis? Let's get through Psychosis? Psychosis? Whatever, whatever. He's a great wrestler, you know. You can say what you want. You can try to tear these guys down and take them down. But Psychosis great. has also he's been a hard. high flyer of the highest yes, magnitude. But he's this still, guy's still a, a cruiserweight. Is my wife going to answer the phone? I've got no chance. No chance in hell. I've got no chance. <laughs> Fuck it. We're live, pal. Is, is this the uh, January 24th, 1999? The Royal Rumble. <laughs> I can't tell if it was real or not, man. It was kind of. We can just fucking run with it if you well, want. I guess it is. I, all right. <laughs> Fuck it. It's been a long pal. fucking day. It has been a, it's long, been a long fucking recording fucking day. day. Jesus Christ. But you Royal know who Rumble. had no chance in hell <laughs> was Stone Cold Steve Austin. That is about, He had about as much chance of winning the Rumble as you do of your wife answering the phone when you want to keep this recording going. Mm-hmm. We'll leave it at that. Thank but God hey, man, listen. this is a very big Raw. Not Raw, I'm sorry. A very big uh, Royal Rumble. It's 1999. Not only is there a $100,000 bounty on Steve's head, but we also have the I Quit match with Rock and Mankind. And I just don't get it. I fucking Billy Gunn said fuck shoes, you know, or at least one of them. Let's go. All right. It's in Anaheim, California at the Arrowhead Pond. Uh, Mighty Ducks played there, the pond, get it. Uh, I actually went to a baseball, no, a football wow. game there. It was the L.A. Rams versus, I think, maybe the Redskins. It was the worst football game I ever saw. It was 7-3. to three. It was right next door to the uh, the pond at that time. Dude, I was at the same exact so, game. Yeah, you probably no. weren't even born yet. I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> The show opens with the song No Chance in Hell. I think it's the first time we've heard it. Uh, Vince has actually been using it as a catchphrase for, what, maybe a month? Maybe even two months at this point? Oh, uh, but this is the first time. That's what I... the whole pay-per-view is called. It's called Royal Rumble, yep. No Chance in Hell. Absolutely. So uh, we get the song to open it up with. First match, Road Dog versus Boss Man. It's not for the hardcore title. Uh, fucking Boss Man wins clean with a sidewalk slam. I told you, this is Ray Trailer's fucking renaissance right here. Which is funny because when he came back, I think I took it more annoyed. I'm like, come on, man. I spent my entire youth watching him. Like, you know, Zeus's uh, debut was him standing outside of the cage while Hogan was on the ring to, on the way to the ring to face Boss Man. I had seen Boss Man with main event, Saturday night's main event, all that shit way too much. I'm like, this guy's back again. But the more I'm watching it, He's getting his dues. He wasn't a winner back in the 80s because he had to put over guys like Hogan. He's in the right corporation. He's actually, he became a tag champ. He became a uh, hardcore champion. And he just won a singles match on the pay-per-view in 1999. He's already been big utilized four. within a couple of months. Huge compared to what Bischoff did in WCW that entire time with him there. 
100%. He got the same treatment as fucking John Tenta. I'm a man. My name is John Tenta. Well, he, he is wearing a Cartman shirt and wearing a fucking mask right now while we're watching. But, you know, we'll let some things be wins and losses. <laughs> and they're both in WWF. That's no, that's what part. I'm saying. Like, say, we yeah. will take wins and losses. That's why, like, a couple weeks ago, I was like, man, that's awesome. Dolph Ziggler's in uh, New Japan. Oh, Matt Riddle, 50-50. You know, so it's kind of what we're getting here. Bossman's doing good. Tenta, he downgraded from not even being a man or a shark. Now he's just Golga. Golga. We'll yeah. see him later tonight. Okay. We will. Shamrock versus Billy Gunn for the IC title is next. We get a ref bump and a, a double clothesline, so everybody's down. Val Venus comes in. He's got beef with Shamrock still, obviously. Hits the DDT on Shamrock. Takes Gunn a while to crawl over. Only gets a two count. And Shamrock eventually locks in the ankle lock to retain. Gun taps out. Next, you get Shane and the Stooges backstage hyping Vince up for the Royal Rumble. And we get Gangrel versus X-Pac for the European title for a pay-per-view. This was a super short match. X-Pac retains. Super short. Next, you get Kevin Kelly backstage with DX. They all want the $100,000 bounty on Austin and a shot at the title. It's every man for himself. And then China says, and woman. Mm-hmm. All right. Next, Shane comes to the ring. He's introducing mm-hmm. Luna. Luna ambushed Sable on heat earlier in the evening, uh, and Sable was deemed unable to compete to defend the title. Shane wants Sable to come out and publicly forfeit the title. Sable comes out and says, ring the bell. Apparently, it's a strap match, by the way. Uh, Shane joins commentary. <laughs> it's so creepy. Um, and this is a true strap match. You got to hit all four buckles in consecutive order without being interrupted. Shane really putting over Luna says she's a hottie. I mean, Professor would smash. Luna drags Sable to the first three corners, and Sable. Is, so she's kind of got like the. So strap. You could spitfire any female wrestler right now, dead or alive, but especially if they were alive at the time, it'd probably be better. I'll probably say yes. To <laughs> probably. <laughs> May Young. Oh yeah, she looked like she was yo. The shit that she was doing in ninety nine two thousand, where she was like, "Hey, my titties all over the place." She's down. <laughs> Jesus Christ! You know any story she could tell you? She'd be like, "I fucked Charlie Chaplin." It was all silent. Uh, yeah, that's good enough. <laughs> Luna, Luna's got like the strap behind her around Sable's neck, and they're like back to back, and she's carrying Sable to each turnbuckle, but doesn't realize it as she's doing so. Sable's also hitting the buckle, so they get to through three corners. They've each hit the buckle. They get to the fourth. Sable almost gets it, gets pulled back. Shane comes on the apron, and Sable's stalker stops Luna from hitting the fourth buckle. Sable hits it and retains. They've used that exact theory a couple of times. Um, one I remember for sure was like, ah, man, I think when Eddie dropped his championship to JBL, finally, he had that one where it was the bloody massacre at judgment day in 2005 or yeah, four. And then the month later at great American bash, JBL was going along, touching him at the same exact time where Eddie didn't see. And then he got it just at the right time where he was able to take the championship. It's a, Smart little move. I've always liked when they do the strap matches with the four corner touches. It's cool when you can beat uh, the piss out of each other, but when you add that little extra win scenario, I like that. It's it's fun. 
Austin and Vega. Yep. Had to do there it twice. <laughs> had to do had to do it twice. Uh Mankind Rock promo package, Rock backstage with Doc Hendricks, and then we get the Rock Mankind I quit match for the world title. Uh Mankind uh, had a match on heat scheduled by Vince as a bit of a warm up against Mabel. Uh, Rock ran in and beat Mankind down during that mi- match. Uh, at the beginning, Foley or Mankind gets the advantage, and he immediately puts the mic to uh, Rock's lips, but the mic doesn't work. So they have to get that sorted out. They do rather quick. Um, Very quick. I I liked there was a sign, and I, I kind of popped for this. I'm a mark for this one. It said, Mankind fears Oneida. Nice. Did not catch yeah. that one. Found several yeah. signs. Um I believe either between Raw and Nitro, or I'm sorry, Raw and this pay-per-view, and I'm hoping you're going to name one of them coming up soon. Uh, I know there's a couple. We'll yeah. see. If not, I'm sure you'll let me know. Yeah, but I didn't see that one. That's a good one. Um, I Let me ask this real quick. We covered Beyond the Mat once when we talked about movies of the week, and we did Beyond the Mat when we were on like a real big wrestling movie kick. Mm-hmm. We talked about this, and I. Mm-hmm. it's funny because now as you watch this, you actually do see... Mankind's family at the ringside, and at one point, while Mankind's on his way down, Rock is right next to the family, and you see him talk to them for like a quick second, almost like a half break, fa- like breaking kayfabe thing, kind of like when Orton did to Shane's kid when he knocked himself. Your dad's dumb. okay. Yeah, yeah. It I felt, or maybe he wasn't really talking to him. Could have just been over like half kayfabing or whatever, but he was just right next to him, and I was like, wouldn't have known that was family back in the day until Beyond the Mat came out. Definitely, yeah. And you look at this match so different because of Beyond the Mat. I think we both do. Uh, 100%. 100%. So, yes, he has the upper hand. Um, the mic, it is working. The responses are fantastic. Go ahead. Rock does his commentary shtick, but Mankind locks in Sako. Rock can't respond. So Mankind, tell, Mankind tells him to get up. I'm going to split open that ridiculous eyebrow. Rock gets the the bell and the hammer and like puts the bell on his head and rings the bell. Um, and who was it? Oh, it was Rock. Rock hit because Rock has the mic in his hand. He's like, bells will be ringing, and then he hits. <laughs> that made me laugh because I, I believe it was uh, um, J or Lawler said something to the effect of he's like. Oh, look at that. And he's a great singer, a fighter and a singer or something <laughs> funny like that. I don't give a shit who you are. It was close enough to his head. Yes, he hit the wood side up against Mankind's head. But that bell that close, you can't tell me Mankind was able to hear directly after that. Like that was, that'd be pretty loud. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to endure that. Nah, and he didn't Fuck tap that it. shit. He fucking nailed that shit hard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But then right to the bells will be ringing. I was like, just perfect. Go Rock. No, it's fucking great. Yeah, The Rock, right? Uh, he hits a rock bottom on the Spanish announce table. And then they, they end up fighting out through the crowd. They end up on, like, the little scaffolding outside, like, the, you know, the next tier of the stand. So they're off the floor. Mankind takes a bump onto the uh, one of the production areas and sparks start flying everywhere. The lights actually go out briefly in the arena. They did a good job with the production on that. Shane comes out after that, and he's, he wants the doctor to stop the match, and Rock's like, hell no. Well, hang on. Before this that, point- it looked real. True story. At that boy's house, when we all watched this, with the the only thing that looked real was Rock looked over at the ref, and he goes, is he okay? Like, talking to him. 
you never see that often. And then with Shane kind of whispering to the ref, it looked almost like a real, like when you throw the X up. It They made it look yeah. shoot-like for about 10 seconds. To make I the think they were, they were good at, they were a lot better at that back then. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm sure that was well planned out. Because again, you know, aside from the second bump in Hell of a Cell, Mankind's fucking a, a pro at taking these kinds of bumps. So True. I, I'm sure they had a good handle on it. But again, to your point, it, it fucking draws you in and you you get suspended for a second where you're like, holy shit. And he landed on top of like stadium speaker size yeah. things, right? And they all threw yeah. uh, uh, lights or they all uh, had sparks, but then lights went out in the arena. This yeah. I thought was very well done by WWE. They made it look like all they had was one spotlight that was holding on them because Rock mm-hmm. then even at one point got over in front of the Royal Rumble sign. The place is dark as shit, but just with that spotlight, it's him in there, and it's a very common used video of him doing the smell to the side in front of that sign, that exact one, that exact image. Um, and it's it, it was well done, making it look like this electrical thing actually took out lights in the arena. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was really well done. I, I appreciated it. Yeah, they they did a great job because they brought him down. They brought him right up at the, uh, the right amount of time, right? Like they waited long enough to be like, "Holy shit, the power's out!" And they're like, "All right, we got him back up." Yep. So yeah, great spot, great production. Uh, yeah. So the Rock at this point cuffs Mankind's hands behind his back. Mankind's able to get some kicks in, uh, and he drops a knee to Rock's dick, uh, and then the chair. Yeah. It starts with him laying it over Mankind's head to do the corporate elbow. He tells Mankind to quit, and Mankind says, go to hell, Rock. And Rock says, you're candy ass first. And this is where we get the heed shot counter. One shot to the heed, then two. Mankind says, you'll have to kill me. Mankind was busted open before starting to take the chair shots. Mm -hmm. It only got worse because even with that mask on, you could see his face was fucking drenched. And blood, he got busted open pretty good. In generally, your chair shots that you take, maybe you might take a uh, like a good hit on the head, but you do try to soften the blow a little bit with that arm. He doesn't have that. Nope. These are straight full force head shots. Every and one listen, of them disgusts even... the fuck out of me. More, each one got worse. It was horrible. Yep you can you can make the argument that oh they know how to do it. Listen, those are head shots with a fucking steel chair. There's no defending against that. And it's not like your uh, tinfoil type chairs that we've seen break on Ooh. certain things. This is one of the strongest. I, this chair didn't fucking dent. We've seen it where someone's like hit him and it dented real quick, right? In and you're like, wow. And you're like, that's a pretty thin chair then. It's this gimmicked, yeah. did not fucking give. Nope. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, so that's two. Uh, then three, four, and five were probably the roughest, mm-hmm. I think, for just full force. They're heading up the ramp at this point. Uh, six through nine, and then ten was to the back of his head, which like, you got to figure is fucking probably one of the worst ones. Uh, right? The one I think that, that got me the most was within three, four, five. He was waiting for Foley to turn around, and as he does, he swung it like it was a goddamn baseball bat from yeah. the side and hit him like, you know, like like he was swinging a fucking baseball bat and hit fully dead on. I was like, oh, my, in the thud on it. I was like, that's the top of the head. I'm like, all over. Yeah, the one to the back of the head is officially put him down. 
And, yep. yep, rock, yep. So Mankind is face first on the ramp, hands cuffed behind his back. Uh, Mankind is laying in such a way where you can't see his face. His face is, his head's kind of turned away from the camera. Face is buried in the ramp. His hair is covering him. And Rock says, all right. And he sticks the mic right next to his mouth. Like he jammed it in there good almost to hide his face even more. And you can hear Mankind panting for a few seconds. Mm-hmm. And then you hear, I quit, I quit. Rock goes to the ring to celebrate. And uh, we see the refs taking Mankind's mask off to assess the damage that was just done. And when they take the mask off and he flicks his hair back, Mankind is not a sweater. Like, he's not a sweating guy, like, where his hair is always wet, like Hulk Hogan, right? When he gets in the ring and starts sweating right away. It was strict fucking blood when he threw his Mm -hmm. hair back, and it was just, it sprayed everywhere. You could see it on some of the camera lens. Gross. Um, I, all of it, just rough goddamn mash to watch, man. And I know we said, we're like, we should watch this, and we didn't have a chance to get together and see it, but just rewatching it in in itself was just... I still can't believe this dude showed up to work Monday. Sorry, I'm giving a spoiler yeah. away, but yeah, he's going to be there on Raw. I'm like, what the fuck? You didn't take a week off? Yeah, we a week. about concussions back then. Apparently not. And he, somehow he still got all, all together, so God you know bless what? him, I guess. That's why I'm a big fan of Chris Benoit. He took the big sacrifice Jesus so that everybody Christ. had to take concussions as a real thing. You know what I mean? It took him sacrificing himself, wife and kid. <laughs> Crickets bumper. <laughs> we get a Vince Austin promo package. Austin was denied uh, entrance to the VIP entrance uh, on heat. He wasn't in a limo, so he wasn't allowed through. So naturally, he comes back with a monster truck limo and ran over a bunch of strategically placed cars. Uh, and they show later on Heat, Vince, and uh, Stooges are in the ring with Austin. Vince slaps Austin in the face. That brings us to the Royal Rumble match. Fink takes a good five minutes to explain every nuance of every rule about the Royal Rumble. I forgot how much ex- I actually expected. used to hate that and still yeah. do. To a T. Like, it, it bothers me all the time. I'm like, yo, we've watched it enough. We don't need the rules. We got it. Put them on the right. pre-show. Uh, but let me ask you this question. Skip at all? Yeah, I skipped ahead a little bit. I like, you know, your 10, 15 second skips here and there. Yeah, just to... Yeah. I watched I mean, this we don't, pretty uh, solidly all the way through. Um, I, did I may have like did a touch of a skip or whatever, but I ended up just watching most of it all the way through and hating nice. a good chunk of it. <laughs> well, I, I'm guessing that means you won't chime in too much or feel like we need to go into too much detail, but I've got some notes here. You you hop in when you feel is necessary. Um, Austin's number one, Vince's number two. I never realized how long Vince's neck is. A little bit of giraffe-like. But dude, yeah, yeah, he, he shredded, but... Crowd even has an awe-sounding, you know, to them. Right? Because, look, at, he may have come out on Raw a couple times wearing the tank top and things like mm-hmm. that. Um, when he ripped off his one sweater or something like that and had whatever. They oiled him up. He looked jacked as fuck. Had a and, tan. Yeah, dude. It looked dude looked really, really ripped. It was it was crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh let's see. Austin start, starts by stomping a mud hole on Vince. Golga comes in at number three. 
Uh, and Golga, what the fuck? What? I wrote, I don't know what I wrote. Yeah, I wrote Golga immediately eliminated by Golga. I must have been thinking about something else that happens later. No, Vince he was, leaves he the was ring eliminated up. by Austin. By but Austin. Then Austin yep. At that time, Vince slithers out of the ring. Under the bottom Between rope. the ropes, yep. So Austin goes through the middle rope and goes out. So with Golga going out, and now him fa- chasing him, there's nobody in the fucking Rumble right now. I literally yep. go, we're uh, off to a good start. <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. Uh, Austin follows, and they end up in the concourse where Austin is jumped by the corporation. Uh, Draws comes out. He is still dressed as part of LOD. You just said met them in the concord. Concord of the fucking women's room. Because they go, uh, they can't go in there. Because Vince went in, and as Austin goes in, they go, oh, they can't go in there. And then, bam, there's Test, Shamrock, Boss, man. They're all beating the living piss out of him in the women's room. I have to make that extremely uh, clear. Because when we do go back to something, I have to say something. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, Gilbert comes out. He's eliminated in six seconds. We go back to Austin. He's left laying in the women's restroom. On uh, the women's the par- restroom ground. Floor. Yep. Gross. And Gross. we're talking, they walk themselves up the arena, like, to the top. You could see food stands and shit. Mm-hmm. And then the women's restroom. Now, I will give you this. Probably before Rock and Mankind ended, maybe they said, oh, this bathroom's closed. And they did a little clean up, right? And back then, oh, Attitude Era wasn't really producing that many women fans, as I feel like now with your mothers, with PG Era, things like that. But let me just say, you would have had to clean that motherfucker ten times with a mop in front of me with your strongest bleach before I lay on the ground in that women's restroom. I don't give a shit what you think. That's gross as fuck. That's yeah. what Austin had to do for like five straight minutes, maybe more. Gross. Gross. Well, thankfully, the paramedics come and they put him on the uh, stretcher or on the backboard. They wheel him out to the ambulance. Uh, Mabel comes in at number 11, cleans house with five eliminations. Uh, and then Road Dog comes out. And right after, but before Road Dog, oh, say, so Road Dog comes out at 12. And at the next buzzer, nobody comes out. Instead, you hear the gong, the lights go out, and the acolytes in Midian have eliminated Mabel, even though they're not in the rumble. Taker and Bearer confront Mabel on the ramp. And uh, Taker kind of does the Jedi mind trick, kind of to, to stun Mabel. And then the Acolytes and uh, Midian fight him off to the back. You know, I remember Mabel crushing his face, Taker's face. Uh-huh. And I remember them, you know, kind of standing up side by side. But I think Mabel was also supporting that really, really tall-ass fucking spiked eye. Uh, mohawk at the time mm-hmm. when they stood in the aisle face to face taker was like eye to eye with mabel and i was like god damn he was a big motherfucker i taker really yeah. is a tall fucking guy and i was like it's kind of funny he's about to you know ministry darkness this guy into his stable guy who crushed your face you're like i'll take him in I'm kind of shocked. You ta- I mean, like, Midian, cool. You guys are all bikers. Maybe you can get Godfather in there. You probably That would have been better maybe than the hoe thing, but. Yeah. Viscera? But then we'd be depraved of the hoes. Yeah, well, they need to do something with them. Well, 
That's very true. But we're not really depraved of hoes because we got uh, D'Lo coming out in a little bit with his two hoes. This is true. This is true. Uh, let's see. Where are we at here? Uh, Kane comes out He uh, at number 18. He eliminates three people. Then the White Coats come out. Remember them? And then Kane eliminates himself to chase after him. I always hate when people eliminate themselves. The best yeah. one ever was watching like Jake the Snake or something like that. Macho Man just decides, oh, yeah, I'm going to go get him. And then jumps over the fucking top rope out to the outside to go get him. I'm like, you're the smallest dude in this place. You could have very easily went under that middle rope. Oh, fuck you, Macho. <laughs> Not that difficult, right? Uh, let's see. At this point, Vince comes back to the ring. Shamrock enters next. Vince heads to the floor and joins commentary. Uh, Shamrock awaits the next entrant. And then we come to the parking lot. Um, we see Ministry of Darkness shoving Mabel into a hearse. And as that happens, in the same camera shot, we see an ambulance drive in. And it's fucking Austin. He comes out as the boss man is supposed to. Um, Jeff Jarrett comes in after that. And uh, at this point, I, I just came up with something I thought I was an interesting point. Deborah was way hotter than Sable. Can we just come oh. to an agreement on that? Oh, 100%. Sable aged out pretty quick. Um, yeah, and I, I do got to say this. To do with that. They, they put the right fluff of people in the Rumble at this time where everything is going on with Austin and McMahon and Austin in the women's crapper because now we're starting to get good guys in here. Like you just said, Jeff Jarrett. Now we're going to start getting better guys that could maybe win this fucking Rumble. And you're like, okay, this is better. The first half is dog shit. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right, let's see here. Uh, at one point, Austin leaves the ring, goes to commentary, and they had like a decanter. I don't know if there was coffee or water in there, but Austin takes a big gulp of it, throws the rest of it at Vince. Uh, China comes in at number 30 and immediately goes after Mark Henry, eliminates him, uh, and then she's immediately eliminated by Austin. And your final four, sort of, <laughs> is Austin, Bossman, Owen, and D'Lo. Owen's eliminated by Austin, D'Lo by Bossman. I'm sorry. Owen is eliminated by Austin. D'Lo is eliminated by Bossman. They sound too similar. Austin hits a stunner on Bossman, eliminates him, and then it comes down to Vince and Austin. And they brawl at commentary into the crowd. Austin hits a chair shot to Vince's head. The Rock comes out to distract Austin once they're back in the ring. Vince dumps Austin to the floor. And Vince has won the 1999 Royal Rumble. Austin chases Rock to the back while beating him down. Shane and the Stooges crack beers with Vince. And no chance in hell plays. The actual version, too. It wasn't like earlier. It was just like you heard no chance. But then there was no real lyrics or anything. And then as soon as this one, it was like, that's what you got. It was like everything to it. Um, It was just almost done well. I think the Rock either came out too early or Vince was not up in time because Rock in Austin, Austin were like, no, you Austin, come here, yeah. you come here, no, you yeah. come here, you come here. I was like, Less someone fucking long. do something. It took a little yeah, right. too long. <laughs> Somebody missed their cue. Yeah. Overall, uh, fucking horrible. I'll never forget, man, the end of the pay-per-view when that happened in 99 at, at that boy's house. And we were like, wait, what the fuck? Wait, that would mean he has to go to WrestleMania. Nah, all right, Austin will win it. It's the next pay-per-view. We'll, we'll, he'll get it back. Like, it was just really weird. To, it, we're like, of all the people that could win this thing, 
Fuck. Yeah, no, it, it, it's bad. I mean, honestly, I know this is going to be a polarizing statement. I think this was, well, no, I'm not even going to say it. You um, think it was a luckily, smart move. they turned. No, I was going to say it, this was worse than Austin turning and aligning with McMahon, oh. but I no, don't think no, so no, because. No, no. No, it wasn't because on Raw here, because there was no payoff to the Austin turn in my mind, or at least not as big as no. this, because everything got cleared up on Raw. So let's talk about Raw. Uh, that means we have to end on a sad note, but that's perfect because we'll be heading into horror and scary. Go. Yeah, we, we might as well. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, Shane and Corporation head to the ring. Shane calls Vince to the ring. Vince comes in and says, I'm going to WrestleMania. I came, I saw, I kicked Stone Cold's ass. Uh, Vince says, you know, Rock's there, and, and Vince says, Rock, I'm going to give you the 100000 from Shane's trust fund in cash. And uh, he says, sources told me you didn't get much rest last night. You were out celebrating late last, late, late last night. Uh, and says, you know what? I'm going to Mania to defend the title against Vince. And Vince says, you know what? No, no, no. I signed papers. I'm removing myself as the number one contender. However, I do reserve the right to single-handedly name the person you'll face at WrestleMania. Um, Austin, you've run out of chances. Then on the Tron, we get Steve Austin. It's live from San Antonio. Now, I don't remember this, but as soon as it said he's live from San Antonio, I'm like, oh, yeah, I know yeah. where this is going. Yeah, it didn't <laughs> know say, where uh, what, what, where is he from in, in Texas? Why am I losing it? Austin. Austin, Texas? Austin, Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a bloodbath. <laughs> um, and and Austin says, you know what? I'm going to Mania to face the champ. Vince says you must be chewing on some loco weed down there in Texas. Well, I don't think that's the case. But anyway, as you might imagine, we do know somebody from San Antonio. That's Shawn Michaels, and that's where Austin is. He's at Shawn's house, and Shawn says, I'm gonna protect Steve from Vince and the corporation, and even from himself. If Austin was there, he'd open a can of whoop-ass on you, the likes of which you've never seen. And uh, it just so happens that Austin and I have been reading the WWF rulebook, and it says that if the winner of the Rumble is unable or unwilling to go to WrestleMania, the runner-up winner of the Rumble gets next shot. Now, Wait, go ahead. Before that, he goes, and we were looking over the WWF rule book, and he pulls over a bottle of Jack Daniels, <laughs> Jack and he goes, Daniels. ah, and he goes, it's around here somewhere, and then puts it off the side, and then says that line, I go, this is a really good segment, this is awesome. Austin got a chuckle out of that one, too, which was nice to see. And then Austin says, on Valentine's Day, I'm going to put my title shot on the line if you'll face me, Vince, and I want a cage match. Vince convenes with the corporation, and Vince accepts. You've got your match. And it's at this point that it hit me like a ton of bricks. This is going to be a really Of what show. happens. Yeah. It's, it's going to be gonna, awesome. I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> we see a Brinks truck arriving to the arena. That must be what has the 100K, 100K in cash. I play Grand Theft Auto Five way too much. I saw that and I was like, sticky bomb. sticky bomb. Oh my God. <laughs> sticky bombs are the best. Oh, <laughs> I, I can look at you. Yeah, good shit. 
Gold Dust versus Billy Gunn with Triple H in China. Triple H says, I know what you want to hear, but I got business. He calls out Rock. He says, I doubt you made mankind say quit, and I know you can't make me say it. He wants an I quit match tonight. Bring that belt, Rock. I Then I saw a sign that says, Triple H, remember these? And it's an arrow pointing down at a pair of drawn tits. <laughs> okay. Uh, in the middle of the match, the gold dust music hits again, and it's blue dust. <laughs> <laughs> Those of you who aren't aware, that's blue mean he dresses gold dust, but he's blue. King King goes, that's bizarre right there. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why I wrote that down. I thought it was funny. Uh, blue dust hits gold dust with heed. Gun hits a pile driver for the win, and blue dust takes heed back. Yeah. All right. Yeah, exactly. Mankind's shown arriving to the arena, his head's all bandaged up. Uh, we get a recap of the match from last night. King says, he stopped counting chair shots after 10. Well, I only counted 10, so it's probably good that you stopped counting there. We're going to get to that in a second because I, I get contradicted. I, I counted 10. Maybe I missed one. Uh, the oddities are in the ring. The Rock comes out. It says, hit the road before The Rock lays the smack down on all four of your candy asses. He accepts Triple H's challenge. And then we see Mankind attacking the Brinks truck guards. Grabs the bag of money and heads to the ring. And he just starts tossing money to the crowd. Slips some into his pocket. And he goes, I don't remember saying I quit. And with the help of the production team, I think I solved that mystery. Uh, and they kind of, they, you know, they go over that whole thing, the pre-recorded thing and all that, you know, that they lay that out that he had said on heat on heat, which is funny because I've always remembered the exact sound of the I quit, I quit. I, and I, once we were redoing these wars, I go, cool. When's he going to make that sound? He didn't do it on raw. When's he going to finally do it? And it it was the heat on the pre-show to that rumble. Yep. Rock waited to the last minute to get him saying I quit. You didn't have one from the weeks before? Yeah, and Shane... Uh, is this what I'm thinking of, or am I conflating that with something else? Uh, no, I'm thinking of something else. Never mind. Uh, so what they actually do here is, and I forgot all about this, they set up the Super Bowl halftime heat match, which is an empty arena match. And I remember watching this. I do Same. remember watching that match live, yeah. Um, bad timing setting this match up for the Super Bowl when Triple H already has a title match tonight. I don't like when they do that. Why are you setting up another title match when you've already got one tonight? I mean, because to me, that just means we already know how that match is going to end. Dude, they do it on the way to WrestleMania. It'll be Roman Reigns versus Rock, and, and Rock's going to have a fucking one-on-one match, or someone else is going to have a one-on-one match uh, with him ahead of time. They always do that stupid shit. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't even know it. if it's going to be a part of anything we'll watch or if you have any way of seeing it. Um, but I think they'll probably show us highlights of halftime heat probably on next week's Raw. That's a good question. I mean, I would think that we'd be able to find it on YouTube somewhere. Or yeah, at the very least, we'll match. get some re- some kind of recap. Yeah, it's not very long. All right. Uh, yeah, so uh, tr- tells Rock uh, he and Mr. Sacco are going on a spending spree. So there's that. Um, Midian is ranting and raving the commentary again, says evil is coming tonight. Next... The words I thought I'd never say, we get Draws versus George the Animal Steel, who's been hanging out with the oddities. Draws is no longer dressed as an LOD member. He's back to his regular shorts and regular look. 
Very heelish. Uh, He tells the oddities to get out of the ring. He's going to beat Steel's hairy ass. Steel does the turn turnbuckle biting thing, but he has a very hard time with it. Eventually gets it by ripping it off. Um, and then Draws just drives Steel's head into the buckle and gets a quick three, continues to beat down, and Oddities make the save. Yikes. Do you know what someone said to Draws before he had a match with D'Lo? Break a neck. <laughs> we still have that crickets bumper. <laughs> <laughs> Next, you get uh, Pat Patterson and Gerald Briscoe telling Bossman and Shamrock not to pay attention to Deborah during the tag team title match tonight. So he gets a cup of water, and Briscoe has a jar of saltpeter. Saltpeter, I don't know if you know anything about it. I had to look it up, to be quite honest with you. Um, it is used for a number of things. Uh, anything from food to fucking fertilizer and all this weird shit. Uh, it was once thought to induce impotence, which is obviously the point that they're trying to drive home right. here. So apparently drinking this stuff is going to make them not care about Deborah and the smattering. It'll take a lot. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Deborah is with Kevin Kelly. And Kevin Kelly says, you know what? Your antics may not work tonight. And then Mark Henry walks in and says, hmm, he's wearing a... I think he's wearing red and, and she's wearing purple or vice versa. But Henry comes and says, I see this purple and red can lead us to bed. And Deborah says, well, it's funny you say that because I've had a sweet tooth all night. Well, I got, well, baby, I got a lot of chocolate for you. She said, but aren't you the man that held a penis last week on TV? <laughs> <laughs> Do you really want to love me? transphobic you can't say that uh next we get shamrock and boss man versus owen and jeff Jarrett for the tag titles deborah starts the match trying to seduce boss man he no sells it and then deborah gets on the apron and opens her blouse uh shamrock no sells it and then Jarrett's like well just take the jacket off completely and uh shamrock locks the ankle lock in and jeff Jarrett breaks it up and then we get blue blazer back i didn't know he was black but i mean who the fuck played it that was not I D-Lo. Have no fucking idea. I, I was have like, no fucking idea. I tried to like figure it out. like the height of Owen Hart, but very, yeah. like, yo, that looked like Coco Beware. That looked like Coco's be. body. That would be hilarious because they were tag partners. Man, keep talking. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look up who is Black Blue Blazer. <laughs> yeah, who's Black Blue Blazer. <laughs> <laughs> Google's going to go, Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, he hits boss, the, the black blue blazer hits boss man with the guitar. Owen gets the pin and, uh, yeah, we've got new tag champions, Owen and Jeff Jarrett, unlikely duo. Kevin Kelly meets him at the top of the ramp for a post-match interview. Owen says, this proves I'm not the blue blazer. Sure. Kind of. <laughs> kind of, not really. Oh, hang on. Uh, next. Someone actually has <laughs> it on Reddit. Um, it, because it was an obvious black man, but it does look like uh, Wikipedia says that it's Coco Beware. Shut up. No shit. Hey, Coco, You're we lying. got this idea. You want to come into Raw tonight? Man, yeah, people haven't seen my face on TV in years. Well, come on in. We'll talk about that when you get here. that way. <laughs> <laughs> Next, Shane and the Stooges come to the ring and... 
Shane says, Kane, you've been screwing up a lot lately. You need to apologize to the McMahons. So why don't you head on down here? Uh, Kane apparently apologized last night. I don't remember seeing that. Maybe it was on heat. But Shane says, uh, oh, no, because he says it was done off camera. So he wants you to do it in public now. So he's got the voice box, and he does. And he says, no, 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 I want you to do it again. That's not good enough. Get down on your knee and apologize. Still not good enough. Do it on both knees. And then X-Pac music hits. He says he's seen enough of this crap. He tells Shane to shut the hell up. Gives Kane a little bit of a pep talk. He says, leave the corporation. Why don't you run with DX? And he tells Shane, I love this line, tells Shane, I've been fired by bigger assholes than you and your father. Why don't you and I go at it right now? I love that fucking line. Great line. <laughs> because he's not lying. He ain't lying. It's funny offering him to come in the DX because there's the, uh, what is it called when uh, you thought something happened but it didn't? Um, Swerve? No. I. Uh, Misdirection? Mandala effect. That people Mandela remember. Effect, yeah. yeah, that people remember. Yes, things that didn't really happen. Green uh, setup for DX. No one ever, that was never a real thing. That was like, that's color fucked with. No one ever, he never actually wore a green cane right. suit. Correct. This is correct. Yes. Uh, let's see here. Uh, but Kane ends up choke slamming X Pac. Shane says, drag him to the corner. Shane hits a Bronco Buster. X-Pac gets beat down in the corner, and this is one of my favorite parts. I was actually telling Jackie about this uh, the other night after I had watched it. So X-Pac beaten, laying in the corner after taking the Bronco Buster, right? It's kind of laying up against that last buckle. Kane gets in the middle of the ring, does his arm raise thing to hit the pyro, and the camera shot is from the corner where you can see X-Pac laying. And right before Kane drops his hands, I'm like, this motherfucker's going to jump scare. And as soon as the pyro goes off, X-Pac's selling great. And he just kind of startles, and then he goes back to selling. It was great. That motherfucker jumped as soon as that pyro hit. (laughs) It was fucking hilarious. Um, Yeah. Uh, We come back from break. We find out that DX came out, and they beat down the Stooges. Uh, We We get a pre-record of D-Lo taking PMS shopping. And Terry wants D-Lo to go into Walgreens to get something for her. You already know where this is going. Yep. So we see D-Lo go in. He's got sunglasses on. He's got his hood up. He's got a box, and he gives it to the cashier, who doesn't fucking just no-sells it, just immediately goes right to the microphone. I need a price check on tampons. Hey, aren't you D-Lo Brown? No, it's my cousin. Hey, everybody, it's D-Lo. <laughs> This and he just great. drops like a 20 or something and runs out. Like, rude much? Oh, I loved it. <laughs> I love when I mistype this. Al Venus debuts his newest production. <laughs> Al Venus. Um, and it's fucked. This this whole segment's all fucked up because it's it's right before they go to commercial. And they're like, oh, Al Venus is going to debut his newest production. And it's, you know, the back. It's his entrance music. And it's called Sister Act. <laughs> So he goes to the ring. He says, I bet you're wondering what's been going on in my video career. Well, I'm going to give you a sneak preview. It's my newest movie, Saving Ryan's Privates. And then they show the same intro that says Sister Act. <laughs> so like, they just like, we're going to use both names. Fuck it. I think they changed the uh, name and then <laughs> on the fly, and we're like, didn't we make a video? Fuck it. No one's going to pay attention. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, and then it says starring Ken Shamrock's sister, and it's just a video of their encounter from Raw. Um, and Val, you know, it switches. We see Val in the shower room. He says, hello, Kenny. And he does his little spiel and opens up the curtain. It's Ken's sister. And they go in there and 
It's a way better sister act than the one with Whoopi. I kind of like the one with Whoopi. Uh, that was kind of funny. This one had better singing pipes. <laughs> Bit of a stretch, but okay. <laughs> I have so many <laughs> other things I could say. You may want to move on. <laughs> I know. I, I, we're just going to leave that one. Valvinus versus Test. Shamrock runs in, hits Valvinus with a chair while the rest distracted. Test wins. Shamrock beats down Valvinus, and Gunn makes the save. Uh, but after that... Gun's kind of helping Venus up. Like, hey, man, you okay? You okay? And Val Venus is like, well, fuck you. And Val Venus kind of just turns on Gun. And you see all this, right, by the way? like, Gun's not even wearing a shoe on one foot because he's had such a fucked up ankle. I, you mentioned that at the beginning. I did not catch that. Yeah, he's hobbling around on one foot and only has one shoe on. Yeah, well. Which killed me that he was a participant in the Rumble and was hobbling around the same way. I'm like, why? Right. He came in just to get some of Shamrock again. Well, you know. Just me, you know. A lot of drugs. My bad. I use too much logic. Yeah. Not as bad as Tony TK and Logic, so we got that going for us. You know what? Actually get road- I forgot one little piece of news earlier when we were talking about Tony. You know, we were talking about ratings and all that stuff. You see he touted himself all happy because he beat Desperate Housewives. The show. Uh, not like a 20-year-old show? Yeah. Yeah, the show that's been on forever that I think it was probably reruns anyway that he beat. Yeah. Yeah. I beat him. I beat Desperate Good Housewives. The show. for him. Yeah. <sighs> Road Dog and El Snow versus the Brood Hardcore Tag Match. El Snow and Dog win. Uh, it was a hardcore match, that's for sure. Yes. Okay. Uh, then Al Snow and Road Dog are with Kevin Kelly post-match, and Snow wants a two out of three falls match for the hardcore title. Dog says, all right, you know what? You're on. And then they get jumped by the ministry. Okay. I was excited to see a two out of three falls. <laughs> yeah, especially a hardcore match. Uh, all right. So main event, you get Triple H versus The Rock in an I Quit World title match. Triple H grabs the ring bell, but Rock reverses and lays the bell on top of Triple H's head and does the corporate outboard. Triple H ends up hitting a pedigree, and he says, no, no, I'm not done with you yet. Rolls him to the floor, hits another pedigree, says, no, no, I'm not done. Sets up the pedigree on the table, but then the corporation comes out. Kane has China by the hair. Bossman tells Triple H, hey, say I quit or China goes for a ride. Kane lifts her up, and Triple H says, all right, all right, all right, I quit. Which I thought was kind of lame. Well, he was banging her at the time. Yeah, that's true. Must have just been waiting for Stephanie to turn 18, I guess. I don't well, know. Well, hang on. <laughs> Keep going. Well, Hebner gets a mic, and now it's apparently Kane versus Triple H. This is the part where I, like it, 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 it kind of fell apart. I mean, they picked yes. it back up, but it was this weird moment where Hebner immediately grabs a mic. Kane's standing there. Triple H is standing there like, oh, we're getting another match. And it wasn't. It was just a delay to get everything set up. China hits a low blow on Triple H and joins the corporation. I get why he Vincent started is... banging Stephanie now. Yeah. She just cost him. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah. Fuck all that noise, Jack. <laughs> Speaking of fuck all that noise, Jack, you ready to get through Nitro? Nitro? Yes. Vincent's in the NWO locker room on Thunder. He want, now he's telling everybody, I want to be called Vince now. I want to be called Vince. Mm-hmm. Nobody's paying attention. Everybody leaves. Vince goes to his locker, 
And there just happens to be a glass with four or five raw eggs in there. Starts to drink them and starts gagging. Then he sees a hidden camera and he's like, who the fuck is this? And then we go to the limo with Hogan, Nash, and Buff in it. And they're watching it. And Hogan says, we know what time it is. Yeah, unfortunately, I think I know what time it is too. Then we see Kurt Hennig and Stevie Ray commiserating. They approach Norton, Adams, and Horace, uh, which pretty much forms the black and white NWO, even though they're still kind of one group. I can't uh, even pay you know, attention they, to it anymore. It's so fucking I, confusing. Dude, I, this is where I know. it all falls it, apart. It's fucking awful. Uh, they want to confront Hogan in the red and black, and Hennig and Stevie Ray are not wearing NWO shirts. We see Flair with Bischoff. Uh, Flair is ordering Bischoff to sell merch. Uh, and then asks the crowd, hey, do you want to see Bischoff selling merch in the crowd? Everybody's like, yay! And once we get to the end of the show, I'm like, no! (laughs) Uh, Then we get our weekly smattering, and we get our splash intro seven minutes in. It's actually not that bad when you think about it. Uh, We get a recap of rapiness from last week. Uh, DDP responded on Thunder. He says it's on, and it gets real, real, real fast. Bang. Sure does. More NWO black and white dissension. Stevie on his way to talk to Hogan. Then you get Al Green versus Disco Maggot. Maggot wins. And we see the black and white at the airport. The jet arrives. It's the wolf pack. Stevie confronts Hogan about Vincent Hennig. The red and black just beat the shit out of Hennig, leave him laying. Uh, the black and white join into. Wolf pack leaves in a limo, and the black and white have four Tauruses. Which was my first car. <laughs> All I could think of, oh no, it's a Dodge Stratus. The SNL skit with Will Ferrell. I drive a Dodge Stratus, but all I could think of is I drive a Ford Taurus. <laughs> Stratus was my second car. <laughs> there you go. All right. Enough <laughs> wow, I feel really bad. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, back from break, NWO arrives to the arena. The crowd at this point must be pissed because most of the show has been fucking pre recorded segments. Uh, Stevie doesn't want to put on the black and white shirt and drags his feet. He does it. You know, they're all in the locker room. They're all ribbing him. Uh, so there's that. Meanwhile, in the arena, they cut away and we see Bam Bam Begelow heading to the ring with a ladder, sets it up in the ring. And he says, I had one objective in WCW. That was to beat Goldberg and take him out. Well, you failed on that one, buddy. Uh, he's but I didn't not get a chance to do a- that, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, he's not going to stop till it's accomplished. Uh, but there's been a little interference as of late. So, Scott Hall, you can't zap me. I want another stun gun match. And we cut to the NWO locker room where they're doing their best Mystery Science Theater 3000 impersonation, mm-hmm. talking over his promo. Next, we see Bischoff arguing with a fan and Doug Dillinger. Bischoff apparently didn't give the right change to the customer. Next, you get Gene in the ring with Rick. <laughs> no, no, we're not. We're not, as a matter of fact, because we're going in ring with Gene and Flair. Uh, February 21st is Super Bowl. Flair is facing Hogan for the title. He says, to be the man, yada, yada. Um, he says, we sent Horace back in one piece from their match on Thunder. It's a message. Cuts a promo on Brett. He says, you're going to be defending the U.S. title against somebody WCW picks. Um, well, who else would pick anyway? <laughs> and you know what? we're gonna change things up we're gonna do the well i mean bischoff technically does but yes i mean yes yes right, right. 
Yeah. Uh, he says, tonight you're going to wrestle against Booker T. Uh, and apparently there's been a tag title tournament going on that they haven't really been filling us in on tonight or at all. And it's going to start, continue tonight. I have no fucking idea. <laughs> and he says, you know what? Uh, it'll be a lumberjack match because uh, the outsiders keep interfering. I have no fucking clue what was going on to this. It was so rambling. And then finally it was like tonight Hogan picked to fight me, Flair, or fight me, Mongo, and Benoit. Hooray. Then in our psycho moment of the night, we see Scott Dickinson, the ref who uh, was suspended for helping Jericho win all those matches against Saturn. He is sitting in the front row staring into the abyss. (laughs) Oddly enough, that was the best part of Nitro, but keep going. (laughs) Scott Hall and Disco Deadbeat come to the ring with a ladder and a stun stick. Apparently the match is happening now. It's like it's like WCW said format. We don't need no stinking format. Um, and then I noticed it looks like Chuck Norris in the front row. <laughs> Refs, ref sends Disco dipshit to the back. It's a sad sight when I have Scott Hall and Bam Bam Bigelow fighting, and all I want to do is get to the end of the goddamn match, which is exactly what I did. Goldberg spears Disco dicknuts in the aisle. He double spears Hall and Bam Bam. He stuns them both. Scott Norton makes the save. Hall gets the stun stick and hits Goldberg with it uh, as they're walking away. And uh, for just for reference, it is Chuck Norris in the front yep. row. Did Fucking you know that Chuck Norris? Did you know <laughs> sidekicks? Oh fuck yeah! He was the yeah. invisible friend of the kid. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, when you said Chuck Norris, I'm like that was what it was. Um, did you know that Chuck Norris went to? A Burger King and asked for a Big Mac, and they made it for him. I wouldn't surprise me. Maybe one day we can just go through that list of Chuck oh, Norris so jokes. I, I remember that. I had them saved somewhere. I don't know if Same. I still have them somewhere. Uh, your favorite part of the show, Gene's in the locker room with Brett. And Brett says Flair's ca- carrying a grudge and calls Booker T a loser. Hey, Booker, I want to ask you a question. God damn, Brett, that's not the first time you've done that. You need to chill the fuck out. <laughs> I'm from Canada. It's okay. It doesn't count. <laughs> Canadians can't be racist, right? <laughs> and then, yeah, Brett just starts putting El Dandy over. And then and so even basically, Gene so, was like, I mean, but come on, Brett. You're yeah. He goes, what are you talking about? He's a so, very respected so the, wrestler. <laughs> The idea is that is that Hart is trying to put over these shittier wrestlers. So when he faces them, it's like, oh yep. no, he's a great wrestler. He's like, that, that's basically what he's doing. And then my favorite part is he goes, he goes, and what about that guy, hypnosis? And Gene's like, psychosis. <laughs> well, also it's because he doesn't have a challenger, and they're like, we're gonna pick someone. So he's putting right. over all so these cruiserweights. Hypnosis, I swear to God, I just started laughing immediately. I barely even heard him say psychosis because it was so fucking good. That was great. Uh, And then we get the entire WCW roster come out to prevent the NWO from interfering in the tag tournament match. It's the Faces of Fear versus Fit Finley and Dave Taylor. This is apparently the first round of the tourney. I think there's only two rounds. And if you lose, you go to the loser's bracket where you get another chance. We didn't get a ton of insight into this fucking tournament, so I have no fucking idea. I I think it began on uh, Thunder, and that's the issue, but yes. Thunder, yeah, I think you're right, yeah. Um, Faces of Fear win, no interference during the match, so apparently it worked. 
Next, you get Norman Smiley versus Saturn. We see security surrounding the Nitro Girls locker room. Um, Saturn comes out in the dress, and somebody cat calls him. I think it was Heenan. <laughs> Saturn's walking up the ramp, and you can hear him say, Smiley, you're not getting jiggy with me. Well, Smiley does indeed get jiggy with him, because he does the fucking ass slap from behind. Uh, Saturn makes a comeback, gets the win. And they show Scott Dickinson again, still staring into the abyss. Gene's at ringside to talk to Dickinson, who apparently is off his fucking meds. Uh, I have a ticket. I can be here. Uh, Bogus suspension. There's no due process, no appeal. This promo was worse than Shamrock's first promo. I don't know you. Who are you? I don't know you. This is all unplanned. He actually just bought that ticket. It was actually really just staring (laughs) off into the abyss, and they were like, you know what? Fuck it. Get an interview with him. We got some time to kill tonight. And and then Dickinson starts squinting while he's talking. (laughs) And then Gene goes, aren't you supposed to wear glasses? And then Dickinson does the fucking, um, who's the guy that gets his ass beat by by Debo? (laughs) When he when he gets his chain oh, stolen, and he runs back to the, I know, I, I he runs back to his car, but his arms don't move; they're just hung <laughs> by his. That's what Dickinson does. He runs through the crowd with his hands, not, his arms not moving. Oh man, he's gonna cry all the way home. He's gonna cry all the way home. <laughs> then we see Herschel Walker in the crowd. All right, loaded crowd. And then we get Bret Hart versus Booker T. Hart locks on a figure four for about two to three minutes, ends up in a rope break, and Booker really doesn't sell it much afterwards. Hart tries to use the title, but Booker reverses. And then Booker uses the fucking cables to choke Brett. No DQ. During that, Hart's able to get a shot in with the title without the ref seeing it. Brett wins. It's a, it, was a, it was an okay match, for, for, uh, you know, especially being a TV match minus the wonky finish. Just hard to care about on such a shitty program. Oh, and by the way, Jean-Claude Van Damme's also in the crowd. They were all at the wrong show. After that, we get another rapey recap. And we get Scott Norton versus Goldberg. Goldberg wins the black and white come out. Clear, Goldberg clears house. And then Brett Hall and all the other stole stars that we've seen tonight come out to the ring to celebrate with Goldberg. Uh, Brett Hall's a hockey player. If you're not familiar with him, he used to play for the St. Louis Blues. He's with the Dallas Stars right now. I believe they're in Dallas tonight. That's why Herschel Walker's there. That's where you uh, throw the puck on that field. Uh, my fucking headphones came unplugged. Say that one more time. Nope, not going <laughs> to. Okay, good. I can't wait to hear what it was. It's probably talking shit on hockey. Um, as if we didn't have enough recap of rapiness tonight, Scott Steiner's at commentary oogling the Nitro Girls, then follows them through the curtain after. Steroids are a hell of a drug. There, apparently, there's 25 minutes left in the show when Buffer starts announcing the main event. This is that, that can't be right. Said the same that thing. Can't be right. Said the same exact thing. <laughs> It's Hogan, Nash, and Steiner versus Flair, Mongo, and Benoit. Wolfpack cuts a promo before the horsemen come out. There are 18 minutes left by the time the bell rings. That's still pretty fucking good for them. Uh, Nash has Benoit in the corner at one point, does the suck it gesture. Benoit does the heavy lifting for this. I said 18 minutes left. He was probably in the ring for 15 of those minutes. Mm -hmm. And then, towards the end of the match, who do we see on the hard cam on the floor? Spischoff. With all his souvenirs. Mm-hmm. And then Nash takes one of those foam fingers that Bischoff is carrying. But it's not a normal foam finger. Just happens to have a 2 by 4 stuffed into it. He hits Flair during the figure 4. It's a DQ. Bischoff and NWO hit the ring. 
but the entire WCW roster comes out to make the save. Shivani says, what a wild ending to Nitro. Heenan says, only here on Nitro are you going to see something like this. Thank God. <laughs> then Goldberg comes out. Goldberg comes out on the top of the ramp to corner the NWO. Good night, folks. Thank God. Jesus fucking Christ. Let's go to the top topic. scaring me a little bit is it scary i'm the leprechaun (laughs) shit i forgot one already look at that that's funny um man yeah well yeah great transition perfect We're, we're in look at as i said our topics when it comes to the movies we're gonna switch them up a bit instead of Instead of ODM consistently breaking everything down word by word, plot by plot, yada, yada, I said, yo, we got to speed this motherfucker up. (laughs) And he was like, let's do this. Top 50 this. I said, no, 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 no. Let's make it a conversation. So you're giving it a shot. I appreciate you bending on this today. (laughs) Anything to help the show, man. Anything. I am excited about this because it is one of those sit back and, you know, have a drink, talk about some of your favorite movies in the category. And it was fun because, like I said earlier last week, you had messaged me. You were like, I got like 20 something. I was like, I'm very impressed with you because no offense. You don't strike me as a horror slash scary movie guy. You are, you know, you're Star Wars nerd. You are, you know, things like that, you know, just nerd. That's the best I can really come up yeah. with right now. That's fine. Well, Sick yeah. burn, bro. Yeah, thanks. Well, I drink my cranberry juice. What is it, your period? <sighs> yes, sir. Anyway. But let's get into it. It's going to be a give and take. I'll give you some good ones. I'll take whatever bullshit you decide to throw this way. Nice, nice. I'm interested to see the overlap. All right. Yeah, I would say, if you hear the repeat, jump in, say, hey, I had it, have the conversation, don't repeat it later. Okay. Um, I'll just start because likely I don't want to start with a dud, so I'll start with something good that people may like. All right. <laughs> I'm good. You like that? I got some jokes. All right. I, sure. You'll actually hate me for this one, believe it or not, on how I rank this one. This isn't even ranks, by the way. These are all just yeah. top of the head, and I was just going. Didn't look anything up, by the way. I didn't want to, because I wanted to see how well I would do just off the top of my head. So... I start with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, mm. 2003. Yeah, we've talked about this before. About the Jessica Biel version and a couple yep. other people in there. Yeah. I think it was just very well done as the remake. I like the original, how hardcore it is, you know, just like that shaky camera. Very big fan of this. Um, and then they had a version uh, called The Beginning. It was the prequel to that and uh, how, uh, Okay. Uh, what is it? Lee Emery Jones or Lee Emery, what's that guy named from my? Uh, yeah, Lee from, Emery something. The, from the uh, drill sergeant. Yeah, from uh, Full Metal Jacket. Yeah. When you see him in the first movie, he's a cop, and you're like, kind of interesting. You find out how he becomes a cop in the first one. Awesome. It's a it's a good prequel to it. So. Nice. 
Um, and I'll just throw one more at you where we're talking about like remakes. He's a king of remakes when it comes to some horror things. I actually like Rob Zombie's work. I know I said that before about The Devil's Rejects, Three from Hell, and uh, House of Thousand Corpses, that trilogy. I brought that up not too long ago. But another couple that are really good that I like are his remakes of Halloween. One and two, I think they they came out very good. Um, I don't mind the Jamie Lee Curtis versions, but I do. I appreciate Rob Zombie's attempts at his, his movies, personally. There you go. Very yeah. nice. Well, well, we'll we'll transition smoothly here. Uh, I say the original Halloween. Uh, I just remember that movie as a kid. I mean, that movie was just uh, it was just pure classic uh, psychology. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't even say jump scares, uh, but still, that scene of Michael Myers just sitting up with like no music and no sound, chilling as ever. Yeah. So yeah. Definitely had to hit that on my list. Um, I'm going to put one here. I So the Conjuring series. I have not seen all the movies in the series. I've seen the first two Conjurings. I've seen Annabelle. Um, uh, I want to see The Nun and The Nun 2. Uh, but I like them, and, and I especially like them just because there is there is some true life to that, if you're not familiar. Ed and Lorraine Warren, the main characters in the Conjuring series, were real-life paranormal paranormalists, I guess. They they literally did work with the Catholic Church to perform exorcisms. They investigated the Amityville horror, uh, that, that whole house, that whole spiel. Um, so it's just interesting. There, and Again, I'm not necessarily a person who believes in ghosts, but these are real people, real stories, uh, you know, with uh, with some uh, what what do they call it? Dramatic license given yep. uh, to to make it a little scarier. So yeah, definitely uh, digging those. I've only seen the first Conjuring, and it's not uh, by like choice. It's just I haven't had the opportunity to see the rest of them. Um, are you saying that mm. Annabelle is connected to that? Oh, hundred percent. No yep. shit, I didn't realize that. So I'd actually really and so have to is look the into nun. the franchise a little more then. I didn't realize it was Yeah, so is the nun. Them. And you can actually look up because there is a, a timeline and uh, of historical placement uh, and the way the movies were released don't follow that, right? So it's it's kind of one of those things where do you watch them in order of release or do you watch them in order of Honestly, I would say the first time around, watch them in order of release. I was going to say start it's referencing like other the Marvel things. movies. People are like, oh, you got to do them in the order of chronological or you got to do it in order of the release, right? And it's it's very funny you say that. Most of them, yeah, most of them are pretty chronological, but we've done that. We've actually done the whole first 22 movies, I think it is, yeah. Good nice. shit. Um, it's funny you mentioned the paranormal in a way. Uh, I was a very big fan of the paranormal activity movies. I think they were pretty well mm-hmm. done. Some did get a touch of cheesy. First one. I will never forget walking out of the theater. People were fucking shook, like really creeped out by it. I ran into my little cousin, and she was actually crying, like fucking crying at Tinseltown. And I was like, it was that good. I don't remember it coming out. It was October 2009 or 10. Yeah, 2009. I'm like, it was very well done. And it had that first camera view, but it's also their documenting, uh, documenting, what's going on in the house. So they had like five in their franchise with that. And there's a good follow-up. Uh, it's kind of a deeper cut but called Grave Encounters. Um, it's not hmm. uh, related to it at all, but where they're staying at a uh, like a mental institution because they heard there's ghosts that are there and stuff. It, it's pretty good. I, I like those kinds of movies, and that's why I also like Blair Witch. I like the, f- the first camera view. If you make it feels like it's really me and these jump things, you'll it'll right. fucking get me sometimes. 
Do you nice. like any of the first person view? Not really. No, not my shtick. Yeah. You know, but, you know, no hate, you know, just not not something I really got into. Um, you know, some of these are going to be a little bit rough. Uh, and I only say rough because, you know, you might question whether or not they belong in this category. But, I mean, again, it's part of the discussion, right? Uh, I have to throw Cabin in the Woods in there. Yep. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious Cabin in the Woods has to be in there. Just because well, quarters of the movie just... is pretty good and scary. Yeah. It's a slasher movie until it just gets dumb. Yes. <laughs> um, and then I'm going to throw one in here again, and I think this is one of the ones that may not necessarily fill this fill this category, but have you ever seen Midsummer? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It rivals Requiem for a Dream. It's funny Requiem isn't on this list because I'm like, I don't know what you fucking call that. That's like yeah. drama with just a horrorish life. But nothing's really scary other than the amputation. Um, but I, yeah, right. I, I get what you're saying on that. Yep. Yeah. With but Midsummer. Midsummer is just a a mind blow. Yes. Yeah. And make sure you're in a good headspace if you're going to watch that one. Poltergeist. Yay or nay? Uh, it's on my list. Is it? Nice. I have always been a bigger fan of the third one for some reason um, because it's the one I grew up on, I think, the most. It's the guy, the guy that's been in a ton of shit that you never remember his fucking name. It's uh, they go to their their like uncle's uh, hotel uh, condo in New York City or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yep. Are, you, are you talking yep. about the guy? You talking about the the father with the mustache? Yep, he's in uh, he's in Contact. He's in Steel Magnolias. He's in. It's funny you said Steel shit. Magnolias. He's in Top Gun, but it's funny you say Steel Magnolias. Gun, That's yeah. what I was going to say, because it always reminds me of after he shoots the birds and he's deaf. The ravens, yeah. And he's whatever. at the fucking <laughs> wedding, and he's louder than anybody. He's like, her mother and I. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that one because the water that like you're getting dragged into in the fucking parking yes. lot. Yes. That, that one freaked me yeah. out. Yeah. And Poltergeist is a good one. First one I saw too late in life where it would freak me out. Third one. Sure had me have some fucking nightmares as a kid so the first one's hilarious because i didn't realize this until i got older and rewatched it is they put the kids to bed and then the parents go in their room and they fucking take out the wood case and start smoking up joints <laughs> Yep. <laughs> you know what i also like in the third is that that short little fat lady the caroline the little this short house is clear she was yeah. in all of them yeah oh that's right she is in all of them that's right but I always remember the her fucked up thing things, is the yeah. I think it's I don't know if it's I think it's the second one. This is the second one I remember. The dad's drinking mezcal and it's got the, uh, the the worm in the bottom. Yeah, and he drinks the worm and the worm comes back out of his mouth like eight times the size. Then the one kid has the braces. Yeah, I don't need to. And think the about braces that right like now, start on wine and wrapping them all up and shit. It's too close to bedtime. Dude, don't make me think of that. Yeah, and <laughs> then but then the guy, the guy that shows up at the house. The black hat, and he's fucking all pale mm-hmm. and skinny, bald head. Do you know that dude had cancer when they were filming that? Really? No shit. Fucking died like a week later. Wow. There's Go back. Dude, Google all the horror stories associated with that trilogy. There was so much fucking Actually, bad I did watch a documentary obviously. on that. Um, it was like on A&E. Yeah. It was like the history it's of fucked that. fucked up. Um. I'm 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 an okay fan of the you know if you had to say you know, the Freddy or Jason franchise I don't mind the Nightmare on Elm Street but I'm a bigger fan of Friday the Thirteenth but okay. my favorite one of all of them Freddy vs Jason I actually liked it I think it was pretty decently done 
uh, and they had a fight in the end. But it's funny because as it leaves you in the end, it makes you think that there may be round two, and they never did it again. That just kind of bothered me because I thought it was a pretty decently done movie overall. Um, Saw. The series was good. I watched like one through four. Then it just got a little too fucking off. Like cops were involved. They were in on the take and killing everybody. I was like, okay, I can't. I, this is too much for me to pay okay. attention to. It, it's The first couple, man, I watched the first in the theater when Carrie Ellis has to fucking cut his own leg yeah. off. That's a lot to take in. That's it's It's a lot. Well, that and when that dude gets up, that's dead in the middle of the room, the whole thing, and he just fucking gets Game up. Game over. Yeah, that shit's crazy. Jigsaw. Um, but another good series. Final Destination, I like. I like, I mean, it's, you have to believe in that type of thing, right? Like the death of order and everything like that, but, and premonitions. I gotta be honest, I love it, and there's not one of us who's ever seen it, that when you see a goddamn thing of a truck that's lumber truck logs yeah that you don't think about that and you're like fuck it i'll take the speeding ticket i'm, I'm switching going around lanes <laughs> <laughs> i'm going around this motherfucker. i don't care it takes me to do 100 get past him fuck it but some of them are really really good and if you watch all the way to the very end of the very last one it does a very awesome twist for your franchise it's the best thing i could really give you because I don't want to spoil right. anything, but it's worth putting your time and effort into it if you ever want to get back into that. Any franchises you have? Uh, let's see here. Uh, I know I've got some. Oh, uh, the Alien franchise. I never. Now, you could it. take that in the sci-fi. But, yeah. But, I mean. I don't know, man. Is. When that alien, the very iconic scene, is right yeah. next to her face, sci-fi my ass. Yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> so so that, that, that's... Yeah, exactly. Um, and I don't know if this would be considered a franchise because it's only two movies. I've heard rumors of a third. Um, Gremlins. I didn't know there was a rumor of a third. Um, I can, dude. Again, that's a movie I saw way too young. I saw the, the second first one. The first. the first one is grimy. It is. They don't pull any punches. It's pretty fucking grimy. That first one. That's why I'm saying I'm like I could see it's it's horror like man. It's like the movie Little Monsters with Howie Mandel and... Uh, oh, that's a great movie. Fred's, yeah, from yeah, Fred Savage. Yeah. Yeah, until they go in the world down under and everybody's got all fucked up faces. They're making little babies cry and everything. It's all yep. fun and games until that happens. And I mean, the pissing <laughs> in that kid's apple juice is one thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. That's fucking pissing great. Pissing apple juice. <laughs> uh, I'll give it... You, you gave a couple, so I'll, I'll give a couple more here. Uh, seven. Good one. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I really need to say much more about that. Uh, one I don't know if you've seen, Get Out. Get Out's on my list because I actually watched it within about a year or two ago, and I said that's actually one of the more recent, uh, you wouldn't call it scary or horror. I would put it right in the like, extremely Suspense. suspenseful. Yeah. yeah. The nosebleed, everything, the cameras, all the shit. It's, fucking, it's so it's crazy. And a good twist, too. Very good twist. And, of course, no horror movie can be without some great fucking punchlines or at least a great go away line right and here you got that that cop that shows up at the very end of the security <laughs> guy or whatever his fucking he is and 
Yeah, he reminds he reminds me of Hannibal Burris. I don't know his name. He's in a bunch yeah. of other things. He's in the Vacation Whack. Friends movies with John Cena. Um, he's great, but he was the comic relief of Get Out. Yep. Everything else was fucking batshit crazy. Batshit crazy. I have not seen uh, Us, and I have not seen Nope yet. I definitely want to see them. So it's funny about that because the mother, the one that puts him in the spell. I love her yes. in Forty Year Old Virgin. I love her in in the movie Into the Wild. Then she's in this. I'm like, you're uh, you you kind of scarred me for life now. I don't like yeah. you anymore. Yeah, you deserve <laughs> to die, definitely. Uh, Strangers. Ever see that one? Liv it's... Tyler's in it. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. You know who else is in it? Uh, Glenn Howerton, Dennis Reynolds. No shit. Uh, is in it for a very quick minute. Okay. Um, Good movie, very very good movie. It's where this is the one where people knock on your door and they have like masks and stuff on. They're like, we just want to come in and talk, and they're trying to make their way in. Oh Jesus Christ! My wife and I watch it. It it fucked me up. It's a good one. It's hmm. it's one of those ones. A good jump scare one, um, but also it makes you not ever want to be alone in your house without a good camera. <laughs> I'll have to tell Mrs. ODM because I know she likes her horror movies. So nice. Uh, the Ring. Both one and two. Ah. That girl coming out of the fucking well gets you every time. Walks gets through you your time. fucking TV from the VHS tape. Oh. Yeah. No, it's creepy. Um, Jackie and I went a long time ago, it, maybe right after we got married, maybe right before we got married. Uh, we went up to Buffalo to see Billy Joel and, and Elton John. Nice. Get a hotel room, and we rented the ring. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, we maybe watched maybe about five minutes of the movie. <laughs> were you too freaked out or just? No, we were busy doing other things. <laughs> oh, wow. That's not what the movie's supposed to do, man. I know, hey, whatever, man. They show you that girl's face in the closet where she's all, <laughs> and you guys are like, that ass. Let's get it So on. that did not make my list for that reason alone. All right. Well, remind me when we get to uh, good war movies. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you made out during Schindler's List? <laughs> that fucked up. <laughs> I didn't know you knew we did. <sighs> and 13 Ghosts, that's another random one for you. Have you ever oh, seen that? There you go. No, 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 but I know which one you're talking about, yeah. Good yeah. scary one. Um, I We actually just watched it not too long ago. It's got a good... Uh, scare to it i appreciate it it's got the guy nice. from monk in it ah tony shalhoub that's the guy that's the guy my turn yeah go ahead i don't know where to fucking go from here uh you know what i actually rewatched this the other day a classic the thing never watched it really Nah. you like kurt russell right oh yeah yeah watch it just okay. that alone yeah you'll definitely do yeah i like my own so i'll watch the thing uh how about man again i'm trying bouncing around here i'm trying to come up with some good shit here what about carrie oh yeah original i didn't mind the remake but um that definitely the original jesus that's iconic Mm -hmm. all the way to the very final scene oh the final scene i think is the worst i mean the best you know but uh, yeah that's the one that gets you very young John Travolta. 
Not the role you think he's going to yeah, be Yeah, right? Crazy. Yeah, that's a good one. Actually, Carrie is on my list, just so you know. That's that's a, uh, a very good one. Um, Actually, I, be- I bet you... Uh, let me. You may not think of this as one, but I did think of it as a scary-slash-horror movie. Twilight Zone, the movie. Is that the Jordan one, Peele one? No. This is... He did a series. The, yeah, he did a series. This the is movie. the one where John Lithgow is on a plane at the very end, and he's freaking the fuck out. The opening is with Dan Aykroyd and... Um, um, Albert Brooks driving in a car. Oh, wow. Singing Midnight Special and all this shit. This one you haven't seen, huh? No. Very, very good one. Oh, so so Twilight with Lithgow on the plane, is that is that where the gremlin's on the wing of the plane? It is. That's pulled from the original TV series. Yep, yep. Did they make that as a movie to pull from that? Are you sure? I'm a thousand percent positive. Yep. So... So probably most is, of the stuff from that movie is probably pulled from the TV show. Okay, so there's the two other ones I remember is a little kid that his entire family has to do everything he says, and he puts him in a cartoon land and tries to kill him. Um, I don't remember there, that from the TV show. And then another one is where this guy, this white guy, is an extremely hard bigot um, at a uh, like a bar, and there's a bunch of black guys there and everything. And when he goes outside, he's in like like 19 or like earlier, like 17, 1800, something like that. And he's like in the wrong time and they, something like that. You haven't seen this one? No. So maybe the Lithgow one is just the ender, but that Lithgow one is pretty uh, epic. But yeah, that's Twilight Zone, the movie. The opening is fantastic with Dan Aykroyd and Albert Brooks. Look up that scene alone. I promise you'll want to watch the rest of the movie. It's pretty good. Nice. Yeah. What else you got? Uh, misery. Yep. That's on my list as well. Another Stephen King one. Got to be I can't there. trust a, a coworker or secretary. <laughs> um, I got twenty eight days later on there. I, uh, I feel eight days later and uh, twenty eight weeks. Later, whatever, weeks, yeah, yeah. I didn't see that one. Uh, this is one. Listen, I've never. It's funny I say that because, and I'm going to jump ahead here. I never really was that big of a zombie fan, but the thing is, I liked 28 Days Later, and I think even as a non-zombie fan, you can enjoy it. If you enjoy horror yes. and suspense, because it fucks with your mind. Killian Murphy, fantastic. Well, I think it's the first movie I ever saw him in. Um, but I also have Dawn, on the, Dawn of the Dead, the remake, not the original. Love uh, the remake. So good. Mackay Pfeiffer, uh, Phil Dumphy from uh, Modern Family, whatever his name yeah. is. yeah. Great. I love that one. That's what, yo, that little girl in the beginning fucks me up. I don't trust Freaky. little kids after that one. Yeah, dude. Well, I, and I love the that aerial shot really where good. people are driving around and there's that T bone car crash you see from like overhead. They're in the mall and then there's the ending where they get on the boat and they go to the island, but there's zombies there too. Oh, um, man. Yeah. Yeah, which yeah, that, you see the VHS tape and it's a mixture of the guy banging a chick and then his also wife. them getting killed. <laughs> yeah, right. Good shit. So, yeah. That's funny that you have that on there. I have that on my list. Have you ever watched Last House on the Left, the remake? No, heard of it. Uh, I don't think I've even seen the original, but yeah, I've definitely Aaron heard Paul's of it. in it, oh. um, which is yeah, pretty interesting. I it's one my wife introduced to me, and it's it's pretty fucked up. Like it's it borders rapey, creepy. Oh, nice. So the suspense is really fucked up. So it fits in with today's oh. episode. Basically, yeah. I don't know if that's going to be our title name or not. Um, Probably not. Also, what about, you ever watched No Vacancy? 
No, I don't think or so. Or maybe it's just vacancy. No, it's no vacancy. It's uh, Luke Wilson, okay. Owen's brother, and Kate, uh, the one that married the soccer player. Beckinsale, no maybe? Cool. Could be. Sure, we'll know. go with that. Sure. Um, where they're at like a, a shitty rundown motel. And when they put in a VHS tape in the thing, they realize the people that are getting killed and tortured are in that exact room that they're sitting in right there. Real fucking mind All twister. Right. Yeah, that's why I don't put tapes in at motels anymore. <laughs> yeah, Back to turn. me? Yeah, all right, yeah, all right. Trying all right. Be, I'm trying to be respectful uh, a little bit here. No, 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 I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Uh, here's one that I pulled. Uh, Dead Zone. Haven't watched it. No? Uh, yeah, Christopher Walken. Uh, it's actually another Stephen King one. Oh, okay. And uh, matter of fact, I've got a few more Stephen King ones, so I'm just going to blurt them out now. Uh, there's The Shining and It. Have it. And It, yep. I got. Uh, I have Shining on mine. Very nice, very nice. Uh, I think that's it for my Stephen King ones. Pet Cemetery was Stephen King, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Church. Pet Cemetery. Saw that Church. way too late in life. Yeah. There was a kid at the church we that we grew up in who looked just like that kid. Oh, really? So we, me and my brother would just look at each other and church, church. Jesus. Yeah, I did not see on. the movie going that way the first time I watched it. Right? Like, the fuck just happened here, man? And Herman Munster. Oh yeah, <laughs> Exorcist. Did you name that yet? No. That's, I actually that's did not a... put that. I, wow, I'm surprised I didn't put that on here. The original. I'm not a fan of all the remakes and all the different versions and variations out the there. The the original, I just I'm a very big fan of. The new one looked pretty good. Is that where there was like twin girls or some shit? Like yeah, that? not twin girls, two girls, but uh, it it was kind of a letdown. There were some throwbacks there, you know. But um, that's why I put my money yeah. into Iron Claw. Boom. You had mentioned <laughs> uh, uh, what's his name, Christopher Walken. There's one that. Uh, my wife's father makes us try to watch every now and then called Communion, where it's okay. him basically communicating with aliens. And oh. I wouldn't call it sci-fi. I'd call this thing a fucking suspenseful, scary-ish movie. Um, we all watched it as a family in, on Thanksgiving last year. And I'm like, I, the first time we watched it, I think we stopped halfway through, so I didn't remember this. And we're watching, you know, with the kids. I mean, they're like fucking, you know, 17 and... 13 at that time or whatever, or 14. And anal probing. That's what I'll say. That's all I need to oh, say. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Good, good times. Movie. Good family yeah, time. Family, family, family stuff. Um, Psycho. I got to be honest. Oh. I I didn't mind the original, but I, I actually like the Vince Vaughn version. Vince Vaughn? <laughs> yeah. He, he plays it so funny, especially when he's like trying to be funny in the beginning. He's like, nine rooms, nine books. <laughs> He's like, he's just wacky enough. Nice. You ever watch the TV it. show that's like a prequel? Uh, Bates Motel. Yes, yes. Fantastic show, but we haven't seen it. Fell off and never watched the final season, but the the show was pretty okay. good. The kid nice. definitely played it very well. Very creepy. He hmm. he messes with you where you're like, I don't like you. I think you're gonna kill someone when you get older, even though you're just playing a part. <laughs> right. Thank you too. Yeah. <laughs> He's a kid that also plays, like, the good doctor or something like that. Um, oh, no shit. Like okay. Yeah. Um, you ever heard of the movie It Follows? This is a funny one. Yeah, I don't think so. 
girl meets you at the bar. She says, oh, how you doing, honey? Let's go out to the car. You want to bang? Bam, she fucks you. She gets done. She goes, and by the way, you have like the next 24 hours to fuck someone or you die. That's what that curse is. Goodbye. See you. Wow. Yeah. Sounds like a fucked up porno, but it's it's kind of interesting because so so what? Then you start. So, uh, if yeah, you get like down to an hour, do you have to get all Scott Steiner? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if they're actually. I don't know if anybody gets to rapey in that movie. I forgot. I don't think they do. But just imagine that. X amount of time, or you die. Well, hey. guess that was the last time I'm got. I had sex. I'm done. Goodbye. I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Two newer ones, Black Phone with Ethan mm, haven't Hawke. Haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I haven't seen it oh, yet. Oh, then I'll leave out everything I could even say. Let me tell you, great, suspenseful. And another one that's semi-new, Smile. That's a fucked up Haven't one. seen that one either. I think I think Jackie and one of the kids might have seen that one. Good one. Very, very good one. Nice. Uh, let's see. Silence of the Lambs. Didn't make my list. I never yeah, really cared for the series. Well, I listen. The series I don't either. I think Hannibal was one of the worst movies. I almost walked out of the theater on that one. Um, how about Bram Stoker's Dracula? Watched it once, but long movie. Yeah, Gary Oldman appreciate though. it. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. All right, how about this for something a little more up your alley? Jaws. I'm going to talk about something that I've only watched once. I only watched number one once, and that was it. Jesus in, Christ. Man, when I was like six. It's well, I got three left. I'm, I got three left. I'm going to fly through them. I'll leave the one that I think you'll appreciate the most for That's last. That's fair, because I only have uh, a couple left anyway. Sweet. Uh, the Birds, which we just saw, which was just re-released in the theaters. when We just went and saw that. Yep. Uh, the Fly, the Jeff Goldblum one. I've never watched it. I actually Ooh. have a copy of it. I still need to see it. Yikes. Uh, and then The Lost Boys. Is it considered scary? I guess. I I mean, if you search uh, horror movies, it won't be towards the top. It'll probably be on there somewhere. Of all the goddamn 80 movies I've watched, and believe me, I've watched a lot. I mean, you know, from Last Dragon to, you know, yeah. Breakfast Club. Nothing but trouble. Between, you know what I mean? Yeah, everything, right? I've never watched Lost Boys for some Are reason. you fucking kidding me? Kiefer yeah. Sutherland, Corey Haim, Corey Feldman, the dude uh, from Bill and Ted, not Keanu Reeves. Tatanka playing the saxophone. Oh, my I've God. Seen, I forgot I've all about that. that. Yeah. That's the only thing I know is that Tatanka <laughs> plays the saxophone. That's what I've always thought. Um, there's a good one. It's in French, and it has dialogue, uh, but it's uh, high tension. Okay. And it's where this French chick goes and stays with this American family while on college break or some shit and fucking hell shows up and just kills everybody. And she's trying to get out of there, dude. Very, very good movie. Horror slasher. I'll say that. What's it called? High tension. High tension. Now, funny, true story. What caught my attention with this was I was just flipping through channels on HBO or Showtime one night back with, uh, when I was first living in my first apartment and I was like, Huh, this girl's finger-bagging herself. This doesn't look like a, a skin of Max Hour. <laughs> what the fuck's going on? But then in that quick second, all of a sudden this truck shows up and it seems like a horror movie, and I go, well, she better finish. She doesn't have time. <laughs> anyway, 
Good movie. Swear to God, I it you will appreciate High Tension. Um, it's on a bunch of different platforms. Tubi or whatever that is that it's on mm-hmm. there. I know that. Nice. Um, Joyride that has Paul Walker, Lily Zabreski, yeah. and Steve Zahn. You know which movie I'm talking about? No. Where they they have a, a car, but they have a CB radio, and they start fucking around with people, and they start fucking with this one trucker, and they're like, hey, this is uh, this is Candy Cane. How you doing? <laughs> that sounds familiar. Oh, it's a fucked up movie. That's a whew, it's a mind twister. It's a good one. I like that one. Um, it's actually a remake from something that was actually in the 70s. This uh-huh. one, I like. And Steve Zahn is usually in, like, a lot of comedy shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that thing you do, you know, all the all your funny stuff that he's done. This, never seen him in anything like this. Very, very underrated movie, I think. Hmm. Uh, the Purge series, that's some scary shit. You want to live to next year? You just got to hold down the fort for one fucking night where people can't kill you and you got to be able to live. Right. I don't give a shit how you want to label that movie. That's scary or horror. That's a fucked up movie. Have you watched any of the Purge movies? No, it's one I've always like thought about. Oh, if I have some free time, I want to check out at least the first one, right? Because it seems like an interesting concept. So still you haven't have gotten to it yet, though. Sundown to sun up. Yep. Kill anybody you want. Do all the drugs. No ramifications. You want. Any, yeah, no yep. ramifications. And it's how you get people to stay even keel throughout the year. Right. Yeah. It's like in the year like twenty sixty something or something like that. You know, they put it ahead several years. It's not like sure twenty twenty two. I like that movie. That, those movies. Um, and I'll leave you with. Uh, I haven't watched Terrifier one or two, but I've heard that they are fantastic. That's on the. That's the one with like the real fucked up sadistic clown. But the last one I will leave you with is called Trick or Treat. The R is an R, like the apostrophes around it, trick or treat. Um, I don't want to give anything away. It is kind of one of those movies that things kind of come together. I'll put it that way for you. But it's very, very, uh, man, I'm going to say it was like done late 80s, early 90s. Brother Marty showed us this, showed me this one. And hey, we all watched Marty. it at his house before going to an open mic night. We were late to open mic night because none of us could stop watching it. And he was like, <laughs> all right, well, you are going to want to see this scene. All right, here we go. All right, we'll pass the nuggets. Okay, here we go. Um, good movie. Very, very good one. So if I could recommend any scary ones to you, it would be High Tension and Trick or Treat. Nice. You can I'll wait until October, list. you know, when it gets scary time again. <laughs> Fuck that. No. That's when we binge through shit. And then, like, the, like, I was watching The League for a little bit. And then all of a sudden I fell off, right? It's because we were yeah. watching holiday movies, man. We're like, all right, what's tonight? All right, well, we got to do this one. Oh, this one. I mean, you get thinking about some of the fun ones. You go down a rabbit hole. We like to do that in October for horror movies if we can. Absolutely. The biggest horror movie I've ever watched was that boy eating a pizza by himself that no one could have a pay-per-view. <laughs> we'll get into that story one day. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for listening to the Top of Wrestling Podcast. Next week we are back with not only the results from I think absolutely one of the most anticipated Royal Rumbles that I can absolutely think of in a very, very long time. I mean, this trumps even the year that uh, Roman's title was on the line through the whole Rumble. This is everything. Well, considering the outcome of that. (laughs) Sure, but I'm just saying I can't remember a Rumble that has us this excited with no idea what's going to happen. So 
Let's uh, keep your bets in place. We'll see what happens. We'll be back with that. Plus, our top topic is our Mount Rushmore of stables, which I know that you are obviously going to be putting the Dungeon of Doom, Doom on there four times. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Duh. I'm the professor. I bid you a farewell. Thanks so much for listening. He is ODM. Five words coming at you in about five, four, three, two, one. Still staring into the abyss. <laughs> The Top of Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by The Top of Wrestling Podcast. Your hosts are the Professor Mark Fantasia and ODM, the Doc Joe Rizzo. Feel free to reach out to the show by email at thetopofwrestling at gmail.com on their Facebook page, Twitter page, Instagram page. Remember to subscribe, like, and share. You can listen to the show on most popular platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, Pandora, and YouTube. Without your continued support, it would be just some guys talking wrestling which is pretty much what it is anyway. Good night, folks. Yeah, well, my day of annoyance has not gotten any better. What? Usually, Jackie picks him up on the way home, on her way home. I'm going out to have a smoke. Vinny messages me, we're getting out at 6.30 tonight, not 6.45. I said, all right, well, your mother usually picks you up. I call her, figuring if she's driving. She'll answer, hands-free. She doesn't fucking answer. I'm going to go on a fucking tangent here because we've got time to kill. I ever end up in jail, my phone call ain't going to be to her. <laughs> it's fucking 50-50. She'll pick up the fucking phone. <laughs>